0: Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Thursday,
1: April 7th, 2011. Time for Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 2, or 3.
0: This is No Agenda.
1: Shadowing the Puppet Theater from the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, Gitmo Nation West, here in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry.
2: And from Northern Silicon Valley, where I have successfully returned from Gitmo Nation glass buildings, I'm John C. Dvorak.
1: In the morning, You know, I got a couple comments about that. People from Brooklyn are a little uh, perturbed about your uh, category- categorization of New York being Gitmo Nation Glass Buildings, where we do have uh, Gitmo Nation Studio 52. Or what was it? O- Odyssey 2000 <laughs> in Brooklyn. I wasn't in Brooklyn. I know, but it's like New York is, it, you could say
2: Manhattan. I said Gitmo Nation Glass Buildings. That is Manhattan. All right. All right.
1: In the morning to you, John, and all ships at sea. Uh, wait. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and boots on the ground. We have boots on the ground, John. Did you know that in Libya? No, that's, not,
2: no, that's bull crap. Uh, there's no way. Excuse me. No, no, no. Yes, Obama we do. said no, there'd be no boots we have, on the ground. That means there's no boots on the ground. We have
1: the We. We have boots on the ground.
3: You can take that to the bank.
1: Angelina Jolie is now at the Libyan-Tunisian border. What the hell is she doing there? She's boots on the ground. She's these
2: boots are made for walking. <laughs> She's boots. there with
1: the refugees, like patting them on the yeah, head and stuff. Just the
2: beginning. We're, we're waiting for the false flag, and then we'll have the uh, real boots on the ground.
1: Uh, no doubt that's coming. Oh man! Oh, well, know, get- it's
2: getting. You know what? See, I just let's just mentioned this. Too. We have a lot of uh, listeners who who have we had a lot of email this week yeah a no uh, couple things one the B- glenn beck prediction we made what six months ago yeah right? to,
1: i mean to a, not to a t right right down to, to judge napolitano right. taking over no, like no. it's like whoa <laughs> that was good
2: it was ridiculous and, uh, and there's, you know, of course there's the eight year old who was, who was gassed and beaten, I guess, by the it, cops. It was pepper sprayed. Pepper spray Pepper sprayed. Yeah. yeah. Heaven forbid. That, Did we predict
0: know,
1: that? I, I don't, got to look at no, the book. No, I don't but,
2: remember I mean, that. That's the kind of thing that's going on. So, you know, we have, uh, <laughs> the, 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 ease in which we just can see this stuff coming and, um, uh, is, is, is actually kind of, now it's getting a little, uh, ridiculous.
1: Well, yeah, so we no. Take a look
2: at what's going on. We just look at the history. I there was a very interesting couple of things that happened in the last couple of days on the uh on the uh MSM, the mainstream media station. <laughs> really? Stations. Uh, the really?
1: There was something interesting on TV?
2: Yeah, it was what was interesting <laughs> is, uh, is Jesse Ventura is
1: selling know, a book. I got to tell you that uh and I'm sure that we both pulled similar clips. Um, I, I, I think we need to analyze a little bit what's going on with him, because first of all, you could have Jesse Ventura knock off a hundred pounds, put some hair on his head, and uh, get rid of the, the stupid Indian jacket, and it's me. <laughs> Literally. And, and, and although he, and he's also got a little bit well, of with
2: a, the, But you're, you have a more mellifluous voice. He's... Rah, rah, rah. He's, you know, from all those years of screaming in the microphone as a wrestler. Right. You know, he's really... His vocal cords are shot.
1: I did like the Pierce Morgan interview, though. I, th- I thought I thought that no, was...
2: I, I I didn't see that Oh, one. you didn't see... Oh, that was the best. No, I got the... Here's the ones I got. <laughs> okay, I, got go. Jess, I got the... I got the... Was it Napolitano? No, it was the... Was it Napolitano? I don't know. You'd have to listen to it. Uh, but I got the... Joy Joy Behar. Oh, I haven't seen that one with him, uh, which is ridiculous. Is that the... we I want mean, to play that? Is that so? Well, Joy with... Behar. I, the, the clip is is titled. Let me see. What was? What is the clip title? Let me think. Joy
1: Behar is an idiot.
2: Ah, that's right. That's where the clip is titled. Yeah. Uh, she is all of a sudden asking him about policies and all and she she just, you know, this woman, she's about 70. People don't realize how old she is. She's like just a is little She really,
1: Is she really And by the way, does it matter? I mean, let's not be ageist or Yeah, it or does.
2: It does when you're when you're an, when you act like an old lady. Oh, okay. And uh, she's a, I mean, uh Nancy Pelosi, I think, is seventy-one. This, I think, Behar's is just a little younger than she is, and they were you know, they got. She has a, had a million facelifts or something, or a good makeup person. But when she gets down to when it gets down to, you you start to hear the old lady. She's asking him, ah, and then what do you do? <laughs> kind of old lady questions, and so this is like her worries. I don't She's- like oral sex. She's worried sick about the government shutting down, and so she's grilling Ventura as though he's an expert on the subject when he's only there to talk about his book. But, it, but the whole thing deteriorated in such a way that I, I just had to deem this woman an idiot and the clip a, an idiot
0: clip.
4: I mean, again, let me bring the troops into that. Will they get paid if there's a, a government tr- a shutdown? Sure they will. They
0: will. Yeah, I'm sure they will because they're essential.
4: They're essential. Yeah, because so because they people, fall
0: under defense. I say,
4: but old, old people, people... aren't are, essential. Even if their lives are <laughs> essential.
1: Hey, hey, John, just so you know, old people aren't
0: essential. <laughs> because
4: well, they can't,
0: I love it. They can't buy a dinner that night. That's the that government, night. yeah. No, I disagree with it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're, what they're saying is the military is essential, national defense is essential, but the old people, well maybe and they babies, may, maybe they look at it this way. If a few of them kick the bucket, they won't have to pay out the social security no more right. and it'll help the budget.
4: Now talk about a
0: conspiracy,
4: <laughs> but I mean, what about babies and young people who won't get formula because their parents oh. are not getting food stamps?
0: <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> think about the children. What she is idiot. such an idiot. Well, then let me take a left turn here for a second, because this is of course the top of the news. We had, uh, uh, Boehner just uh, speak live uh, on the on on the TV, uh, about the government shutdown. Let me just tell y'all the the government shutdown. It's a smokescreen and it's bullcrap. That is not what's at issue. What's at issue is May sixteenth, and little Timmy Geithner uh, came before a congressional panel or earlier this week to talk about it. And in no uncertain terms, and I have to actually have two clips. Because at first he tells us what's what when it could happen and what could happen. Then he tells us about how we're all going to die if it happens. And that's the raising of the debt limit, which is now it's time once again, because uh, the United States of Gitmo Nation uh, is borrowing so much money that we keep flipping the switch on Japan on the earthquake machine to tell them that we just need some more. But constitutionally, and I guess all of a sudden it matters now we can't borrow more than is, uh, has been approved, and that has to be raised once again, which is a whole nother debate. Which well, is that's a, the
2: main debate.
1: It's a real debate. Now listen to what little Timmy says. Oh,
5: you're right to say that um, in the next uh, several weeks, uh, Congress will run out of room, room. Uh, under the debt limit and will be forced to raise the basic debt limit. You asked the question, what happens if we do not, if Congress does not raise the debt limit? As I said in my, in my recent letters and, and uh, as all my predecessors have said, the consequences of that would be catastrophic to the United States. Default by the United States would precipitate a crisis worse than the one we just went through. <laughs> I think it would, it would make the crisis we went through look uh, look uh, modest in comparison. It would force us, of course, to cut uh, payments uh, to military, cut critical payments to our seniors, uh, and it would be a, a reckless, irresponsible act to this country, and I find it inconceivable that the congress would not act to increase the limit and of course I welcome very much the fact that all the leaders of both parties in both houses of congress have reaffirmed uh, the importance of making sure that this country the United States of America Will meet its obligations.
1: Uh, that means our payments, our credit card payments are due.
5: Of course, that requires Congress to act in a timely manner. To- all right,
1: so, uh, so. You know, wait, wait. You know, you're,
2: you're listening to a guy who sounds like the Leave It to Beaver kid. <laughs> he
1: is the Leave It to Beaver kid, all grown he's, up. He, he's the
2: top. Yeah, t- he's just beaver. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: the Wally Cleaver of finance. But they don't stop. That They keep going back, you know. And, and again, this is not being covered at all. It's all about abortion. Bull crap. That's not what it's about. They're covering up this little fact. So, Timmy, little Timmy, 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 what will happen if, uh, if we don't raise the debt, if we don't give you the opportunity to go to the Federal Reserve, your, your Uber Lord, Ben Bernanke, to print more money? What will happen, Timmy?
5: Again, it would be catastrophic. I mean, you would call into question, if you call into question the willingness of the government of the United States to meet its obligations, you will shake the basic foundations of the entire global financial system. It is inconceivable that America will do that. Uh, And I'm, of course, totally confident that Congress will act.
1: (laughs) I love when someone says, I'm confident. (laughs) It's always nice to stutter on that one, Timmy. Uh,
5: To avoid that. But, you know, again, to think about it in a direct sense, what it does is it will raise dramatically the borrowing costs permanently for all Americans. Every business, for a very long period of time, would raise a much higher cost of borrowing. Every family would raise a much higher cost of borrowing. Unemployment would rise dramatically. Thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of businesses would fail, <laughs> uh, and of course, you would shake the confidence of the world in U.S. financial assets and treasuries. It would be a deeply irresponsible act. Again, inconceivable.
3: Sounds
1: like a party well,
2: to look, me. You know what? What's funny is that the logic is elusive because. Uh, if you're looking from the outside looking in, you have you're gonna see one of two things. one, they're gonna raise the debt limit, which seems irresponsible, or you're gonna say, look, we're gonna we're gonna batten down the hatches, we're gonna live within our means, we're gonna pay back our debts. we're gonna do what any normal person would do. We can't just keep you know extending this situation so it's worse every year. wouldn't the the
1: opposite of what he says be true? Yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is how all families get out of debt. Is we just open up a new credit card? And it's perfect. By the way, you know, in my never-ending quest to see if I can exist, uh, I went to our bank, Mechanics Bank. Declined.
2: You, they declined,
1: <laughs> and but they they don't. they and they, ha, they go to uh um, they, they, they go
2: yeah yeah they they're outsourcing
1: the whole yeah, process. But you know what the reason is? No sufficient uh, information on file. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't exist. Which is kind of good, I guess. Yeah. Well, it
2: makes it tougher for the uh <laughs> But
1: but you know, but you know the thing is so the only plastic we have is our debit card, which I enjoy immensely because there's no temptation or anything. Uh but now there's rumblings in uh, on the hill that they're going to that banks will somehow get uh some ruling that they can limit debit uh card purchases to a hundred dollars.
2: Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous
1: So it'll be like You know uh, If I'm going shopping At Whole Foods Which is the yeah, only there place there you go have, you're, you're doomed I have to take a big A big wad of cash you know, for my well, $147 that's okay. I mean, that's purchase. The way
2: they, that's the way they want to play it because they're trying to get away from the cash thing. It's just going to push people toward, back towards cash. Yeah. I don't see a problem with that. We've actually uh, taken the the, the the approach, at least we've tried to. I still have a debit card in, a, in a American Express. But the, the, we've taken the approach, let's let's try to spend cash. Yeah. rather than anything else because when, you, when you're sitting there buying stuff and you're, you're thumbing out the 20s, you think twice about, wait, do I really need right. to spend this much money? Right. You right. Re, it's a different perspective on spending
1: when you're using cash. I you just, won't spend as much. I just need different pants to carry these wads of dollar I'll bills. I'll carry
2: a bunch of 50s. People, <laughs> Almost everybody takes a 50 nowadays. And hey, the, of, you know what the mob's supposed I to don't do?
1: Have, play, I, I, I literally never have more than like 80 bucks on me. Well, change your ways. No, I don't need to spend more. In fact, I never go anywhere. I'm up here all day watching <laughs> freaking C-SPAN. What are you talking about? <laughs> the only reason I have twenties is when my daughter hits me up. She's like, "Hey, Dad, I need I need some money." Yeah, here's twenty. So, you're real off so of
2: you reel off I peel you, off a twenty, peel <laughs> off a big twenty-four. here's me. don't buy, don't spend it don't all in one, one place.
1: place. <laughs> so let me just get back to Jesse because the. Um, the interview that I enjoyed immensely, although I did not see it live, was uh, him on Pierce Morgan. Now, of course, Pierce has—he's uh, completely mind-controlled MK Ultra douche slave, and uh, and a douche slave. <laughs> a douche slave you
2: can't just be a slave or a douchebag. No, no no, douche no, no. He's a douche slave, slave.
1: and uh, whose brother uh, uh, just completed a seven-month tour in Afghanistan. Uh, his British—he's uh, a British commander or whatever. And so Jesse, and this the whole the whole show is phenomenally entertaining. Although oh, unfortunately, yeah. you know Jesse, he, his head starts to shake and he starts to rock him back and forth like Bill Gates. It looks like a nincompoop, and and you know, and he's, he's wearing his uh, his New Mexico kind of like. Know
2: what the deal is with this outfit?
1: Well, but that, yeah. it's, that's
2: he the, wore it. By the way, he wore that exact same outfit on Joy Behar and Napolitano. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's if, all he if, wears. if
1: he would wear a suit, you know, and then people might take him a little more seriously, and and. and I think the whole thing is just like okay, let's let's laugh at the conspira- he's conspiracy, theorist, conspiracy theorists, conspiracy theorists, conspiracy theorists, and here he is about the true reason for us being in Afghanistan. And Pierce Morgan um, refutes this; he's, he denounces Jesse.
0: Do you want to know why we're in Afghanistan? I'm fascinated. It came to me six months ago when a story came out that they found a vein of lithium there. That they say is worth a trillion dollars. Now, what is lithium used for? Every cell phone, every computer, and soon to be electric cars. Yeah, so why don't they just, peers tell me the truth? No, but Jesse, that's we're not. We're going there to get lithium so that we can live like we live. Don't sit and try to sell me. Jesse, we're Jesse. to give democracy to the world. Jesse, it sounds a bit like you've been on lithium. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wait, hold on a second. You know, if you're gonna do some
2: material, he did that's a shtick, right? So he's gonna yeah. do that joke. Yeah. So he sees it. He sees the mention lithium. So instead of, instead of, he decides to just completely blow his timing by trying to interrupt uh, Jesse. by saying but Jesse but Jesse, but Jesse. but Jesse. I got a joke here, Jesse, yeah, shut Jesse, up
1: let, My joke is coming. Yeah.
2: My joke is coming. It, well, he should have just let Jesse go on and on, and then at the very and, end, and he could then, have
1: dropped then that bomb. It would have the been line. Funny. I know. It's because the producer was saying in his ear,
2: "Tell him he's on lithium. He's on lithium. <laughs> he's on lithium." Pierce, say it. Say it. Say it.
1: And he couldn't wait, because Pierce has, you know, Pierce is an idiot. the He's he totally
6: an idiot. All
1: right, and, and it continues.
6: Well, you can't seriously imagine we've gone to war in Afghanistan over lithium. Come on. Be serious.
0: I am serious.
6: My brother just served a seven-month tour of I Afghanistan. I am serious.
0: He did not risk
6: his life for lithium. What did he risk it for?
0: <laughs> <He> ris- <laughs> the question... What
6: did the- <laughs> he risk it for is the question. Well, well, that's what
1: Jesse just said. What did he risk it for? And here it comes.
6: Because everybody knows.
1: every John... Everybody knows the science is in. Everybody knows that
6: Osama bin Laden was training people <laughs> to commit atrocities in Afghanistan.
0: We all know that. <laughs> That's a fact. You're talking to fact. the wrong guy. Well, You're a conspiracy theorist. I don't believe nine. We but you don't believe in anything. No, I you believe, you believe everything has an ulterior motive. Not true.
1: <laughs> and I mean, we could just play the whole hour. It, it was <laughs> fantastic. It really, really. Uh, I missed
2: was. that one. That was a winner. Then, yeah, in the that's show, probably it, be the best of the yeah,
1: group. Yeah, in the show notes, noagendashow.com is where you can find a link to a YouTube video for as long as it lasts, of course, uh, with the entire interview from uh, from uh, Jesse on C And yeah, you know, and and you list it as like, yeah, that's what I said. Just put some hair on the guy, take a hundred pounds off, you know, and uh, and maybe get a, a nice, you know, like a jacket or something, not you know, like a suit jacket. And it's me.
2: Well, you're basically in line with most of his thinking, although a lot of it is like you know, he's a little too uh he's pretty like a knee jerk conspiracy guy. I mean, he won't he doesn't look at the mechanisms that are creating the situation. He's just you know, he's basically like the guy who's a who's a diagnostician. He says, "Well, this is the problem, this is the problem, this is the but he doesn't look at the real the real crux of the issue, which is what we do on this show, which is try to see how this is yeah. on, how how it goes from A to B.
1: And 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 you're right because his book is uh, 68 documents your government doesn't want you to see. And, and it goes straight from the documents to, you know, the knee jerk. And it's unfortunate. It really is because I, I do believe his heart's in the right place. Um, and by the way, the guy was a mayor. He was a congressman, you know, Navy SEAL. I mean, this is not like, this is not your no, typical he's not idiot. Dumb, no. Yeah, no, no. He's
2: not an idiot. Yeah, you know, he's, no. he's been, yeah. And he's been a good businessman. He knew was, what he, you know, he made tons of money as yeah, a wrestler.
1: absolutely. And, yeah. I do have, uh, so can I give you an example of what we do on our show? Because I broke some news, which of course absolutely went nowhere.
2: <laughs> bro- which is what we do
1: on this yeah. show. I broke a story which uh, has gotten zero attention, <laughs> zero. Where'd you break this story on I'll, Twitter? On, on my blog <laughs> and Twitter. <laughs> All right, so you, you know, you know what I'm always I'm always reading the executive orders, right? Every single day I check to see if there's oh, you a new find exhibit. another winner? Yeah, a fantastic one. Okay. So remember, this is coming from our um, uh, the winner of the transparency award, uh, President uh, George W. Obama. Oh, the,
2: the secret award he got in the yeah. close yeah. me- meeting.
1: <laughs> so, so he releases an executive order, which is actually a collection of amendments to existing executive orders, and this is very interesting because you know this is when I my my juices start to flow. I'm like, oh yeah, I get to go research these other documents. What is being changed? And uh, so there's a couple interesting ones in there, uh, but of particular note is section six of this new executive order, which simply states, executive order 13507 of April 8th, 2009 is hereby revoked. I'm like, okay, so he's pulling something back. Let's go check it out. What now, you would-
2: does anybody find that these executive orders are much like a fatwa? <laughs>
1: a fatwa?
2: A fatwa, the things that the Muslim clerics do they the one that they did with Salman oh, yeah. Rushdie.
1: I, I, I declare this, a, I declare the, that. The
2: proclamation.
1: Yeah. yeah. I denounce Executive Order 13507, which I put in place. So uh, I go look at Executive Order 13507, uh, which was the creation or establishment of the White House Office of Health Reform. Now, this Office of Health Reform was created specifically to advise the president on the Obamacare health bill. And it was headed by a woman named Nancy Ann DeParley, who at the time drew a lot of criticism because she had served on corporate boards of uh, medical companies and insurance companies. She was in in, during the Clinton administration, you know, received more than six million dollars as a director of uh, half a dozen companies that actually faced federal investigations, whistleblower lawsuits, all kinds of bull crap. Right. And she got a lot of heat for being the leader of the uh, White House Office of Health Reform because of all of her industry connections. So here's what's on, like, why would he abolish that? I mean, it's not like everything's over, right? There's, there's, there's still debate. People are trying to make changes to this. So I come across this news article uh, from uh, a couple weeks ago. House Re- Republicans said they were, quote, concerned and disappointed by the administration's refusal to provide in-depth documentation about the secret health care reform meetings, uh, which uh, Nancy and DeParley had as part of the Office of Health Reform. Remember that? Everyone was in there, and they're doing little secret handshakes to write, to, yeah, to right. write the a bill? Yeah, There's a bunch of
2: secret handshakes. This, right. by the way, is a complete violation of Obama's promise. Transparency, right. They're going to have everything on right. C-SPAN. Yeah, be, uh... yeah.
1: So uh, White House counsel, because they got their own lawyer, Bob Bauer says, oh, you know, to provide all possible information encompassed by your request every meeting briefing or telephone call would constitute a vast and expensive undertaking we just cannot comply so obviously they've got something to hide so what do you do you just get rid of the whole thing one stroke of the pen um this is revoked this office no longer exists sorry there's no more evidence gone uh. and uh where's the reporting on this well uh- it's kind, of <laughs> but it's kind of boring. It's kind of boring. It's called hiding evidence.
2: It's, 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 well, not it's boring. It's, it's boring. It's not, as good, it's not as good as Jesse going on and on.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's true. <laughs> well, uh, too late now. Did I bore you with that one? I'm sorry. My, no, no mo-
2: actually, I thought it was kind of interesting. No it was wonder, an interesting ploy. No wonder but my story again-
1: didn't go viral.
2: It didn't go viral. Put, you, you expected it to? I oh, put, my
1: God. I should have put Justin Obama Bieber in there. Obama shuts down phony baloney office. I should have put a Justin Bieber thing in there. Damn, I missed the opportunity. Damn, <laughs> damn, damn Damn me. Oh, man. All right, so before we uh, start thanking a couple people who uh, have made uh, this program possible, uh, I have a little clip here from the former uh, leader of our national treasure, Oh, you got the clip too. Um, about the uh, about Vivian
2: Schiller. Yeah,
1: do <laughs> you want to do it now? Or you want to hold it?
2: Our friend Vivian Schiller. Uh, well, I don't know what your clip is. Mine's the clip where she's whining about
1: getting busted. Yeah, that it's probably the same clip.
2: Yeah, why don't you play it?
1: All right. So what I find? Well, we'll play it and then we'll uh, we'll discuss
4: these hidden video cameras. I mean, does that? How concerned are you about oh. this, and in particular the way this
7: one has gone down it, and continues to be? It, extremely concerned. I think it's, <laughs> it's it's an abomination. I mean, this kind of tactic, for somebody to attach the word, some are calling this a form of journalism. This is not journalism. <laughs> Wait
1: a minute. So we go undercover, and we bust someone uh, doing unscrupulous things that's not journalism?
2: No, sixty minutes has never done that, have they? Yeah. Sixty minutes has never walked into a, yeah. a repair shop claiming to be an owner of some piece of faulty equipment, no. and then and watch the guy scam them with a hidden camera.
1: Sixty yeah, minutes never, has never done that. Never, have they? never. That's not journalism. You should. Oh.
7: You don't ensnare people. You don't entrap people with hidden cameras. No, you never do that.
1: That's you not never journalism. Do that. You're supposed to read the press release. This is not journalism the
7: way we do it. You don't pretend. You don't. Uh, pretend to be somebody who you're, who you're not.
1: Like a Russian spy leading the national treasure? You don't pretend. This is, I don't know what
7: this is, but it's got nothing to do with anything Forget that resembles that, the journalism yeah. that I know.
1: And it's very- the journalism I know, which is really impressive. I know. <sighs> Speaking yeah. of such, um, uh, I guess one of our producers uh, tweeted Andy Carvin and said hey you know you guys treat uh, underwriters as advertisers and he got into this whole twitter flame war sending the clips back and forth to which uh, i guess the end result was andy carvin saying well underwriters and and uh, advertisers there's a big difference because uh, we don't promote products or services from our underwriters i'm like what <laughs> I was like, what? What is this guy on? Is
2: is he high?
1: (laughs) I guess so. It's like, have you ever listened to NPR? If you want GoDaddy for a cheap domain name, use code NPR3. I mean, please.
2: Yeah, they do carbonite ads on NPR.
1: Unbelievable.
2: And they have codes. Give me a break. (laughs) (laughs) All right, John. All right, we've got a few people to thank. We have some nice. executive producers, and we treat our executive producers as advertisers, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, They're exactly. advertising their, their skills as people.
1: Yes, thank you. And they are not the product. This and they are show not the product. is the product. they
2: product. do not. That's the difference that people keep making the mistake when they, when they make the debate. You always got to remember, when you're listening to this show or when you're reading a magazine or when you're, whatever you're doing, are you the product? In this case, no way. And you don't want to be the product, by the way. It's, it's, you're being exploited when you're the product. Anyway, we talked about this in depth in one of the previous shows. You can listen to that. I want to thank David Hornbeck III for giving us $666.66. 66 and we miscategorized him. And apparently, according to him, I don't, I didn't go back to look, but he claims that I called him David Horbeck. So, uh,
1: anyway. I think it showed up that way on the, I, I think he did. And I think, I, I think it was incorrect on the spreadsheet. We, okay, we well, got a lot of uh, issues with. It. I mean, it's hard. Names are very, very hard. It's a hard thing.
2: Anyway, we, so David Hornbeck the thirty becomes a knight, okay, and okay. we're going to make him an executive producer of today's show just as a make good. Then we have uh, uh, exec- we have actually one, two, three standalone executive producers, a couple of co executive producers, and uh, one associate executive producer and member of the two nine three club. Okay. So. David Hor- Hornbeck is number one. Then we have Nathan Marshall, Grand Forks, North Dakota, who uh, gave us uh, or do- contributed $1, $1, $111.10, which wow. uh, in the morning I'm donated 111 because I was born in 91 and I'm turning 20. He's 20 years old and he can afford becoming wow. a knight on the spot. I want to mention that to people out there who have been on the fence to help us. Another 11 for my birthday, plus my birth month, April 7th. If you guys chip in the... he's uh, April 7th? We should... Is that... Uh, we should... He's got a birthday call. up. put him on the list. Yeah,
1: he's on the list, I think. I think he's uh, I think he's there. Oh, okay.
2: If you guys chip in the last cent, I will have one, one, one. We would do it. Toss in the last penny.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I got that. Here we go. There it is. Wait a minute. Let so me, now, just, let me so just say... What's his, Na- what's his name? Nathan Marshall. He's not even on the list. He's right there. Number three on the spreadsheet. Yeah, but he's not on the birthday list. Oh,
2: Hundred eleven dollars and eleven cents. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah, uh, he, uh, anyway. So he's got. So he essentially gave us one thousand one hundred eleven dollars and eleven cents because you gave a- him the. And penny. he's
1: a sir. And he's a sir.
2: And he's a so, sir. Well, Your show gives night, the hard facts and keeps me sane. thank you very much that's what we do I keep bringing your talking points up in conversation so I'm giving you value for value since I've given at least 300 I'd like to be added as a member of the 300 club okay no problem Uh, my last request are for this some super karma and the slave song the ring size is 11
1: (laughs) the slave song don't we have a slave song yeah you kind of catch me off guard here first let me get him some karma because I got that always handy obviously you've got
8: karma we can do the slave song later
1: it's around.
2: Um, okay, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll save the save slave song for him. Yeah. Francis Hardaway, Phoenix, Arizona 333-333. Uh, hello Canvas, Bridgeport, Connecticut, $300 member of the 300 cloud. Anonymous guy from Conifer, Colorado, 300 uh Uh, Sir, or Baron, what am I saying? Baron von Pelsmachers came in to to join the 293 Club. Appreciate that very much from uh, Belgium. And that'll be our executive producers for today's show number 293. And we're heading on toward the 300, show 300. I want everybody to think about helping us there with a donation of uh, uh, $300 or a layaway of $300, $30 a month.
1: Let me just check. Uh, Hello Canvas is executive producer, and then uh, Baron von Pelsmakers is, co- is uh, associate. Yeah.
2: And Hello Canvas and Anonymous Guy are co executive producers, which is like, okay. What's Hello Canvas? I don't, maybe I, I don't haven't. Uh,
1: I, don't, I don't think I have anything. Google
2: else. Hello Canvas, and I'm sure you'll find it.
1: Okay. So remember
2: Dvorak.org.
1: N A. And we really yeah, we do, appreciate the help. This is We a,
2: really appreciate a lot of it. We need the help and we appreciate it and dot uh, Dvorak.org slash uh, N A ChannelDavorack.com slash NA. Also, uh, noagendanation.com slash donate or slash NA. And you can also go to noagendashow.com and you can always find a link there to the donation page.
1: Okay, a couple of PR mentions. We have, uh, a number of good ones. First of all, there's a, yet another iPhone game out of which, uh, uh, proceeds go to the show. This is the No Agenda Federation iPhone game, which, <laughs> which I, I played. Uh, it's kind of funny where, um, uh, essentially, uh, you've got to make connections between knights in your head or my head. and uh, yeah, It's cool. Uh, I like it. It's, it's, a, it's a good little game. Uh, I have to say, I didn't know it was installable on Chrome, but apparently works on Firefox, Safari, and Chrome. The No Agenda BS filter, John, you have to install this thing. <laughs> it is it is hilarious you know so i just installed it on my browser and you know i'm just reading through news and when you when you're on like whitehouse.gov and, and they're talking about it's like you know um you know the president of gitmo nation taco <laughs> you, see, you see lucy napolitano showing up it's hilarious and I, I put the link uh in once again uh in the show notes no show.com because it's very very funny a couple of domain name forwards, No Minute Minutemen and Double Nickels on the not, on the dime.com, now forwarding yeah. to uh, NoAgendashow.com, which is uh, great. Uh NoAgendasquirrel.com. <laughs> you could you could have just waited for that one to show up, right? Yeah. Uh no oil Left Behind dot com, which I think is also uh, kind of a nice one. Noagendathink.com. Uh I have uh detective com slash,
2: like you know, I like that. No agenda or no, no, no oil, oil left behind. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Um, so detective slash donate now points to Dvorak.org slash donate the same for shutupslaves.com slash donate. And uh, then we, I have to say, this is probably the domain name of the day. Barack Obama 2011.com. Yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's not 2012, obviously. Right, but they have that one.
2: But, but the, some, I can see people making the mistake. I
1: kind of like that one.
2: Yeah, Barack Obama, 2000, because someone would make the mistake, 2000, because he's running already, and it's yep. only what, you know? Exactly. So, I mean, he's two years ahead of the game, and he's, he apparently needs a bill. He's going to get a, you know, the last election before these elections with Obama, the the amount of money the president would would gather to win was $300, 300 million. Obama's going for a billion to get reelected. <laughs> Which a will be the b- biggest amount of money in the history of the game
1: b- to get reelected. B- minute, how does that work? Where did you get a billion dollars from?
2: I think, they, to be honest about it, you're going to see a lot of anonymous uh, donate. I think he's getting it from overseas. I think he's sneaking it into the country with these $5, $10. You've know, you set up a bot. I mean, let's face it. The robots out there can do this kind of thing now. You set up a bot with a bunch of rotating IP addresses. You know how that could work. Uh-huh. And then you have a bunch of money you have a cash millions and millions of dollars and you start pumping it into the campaign anonymously from all sorts of different directions and different it looks all looks legit cuz they're all USA IP addresses and you just pump 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 and it could be all comes from Saudi Arabia for all we know these anonymous wide open donations are so corruptible in the in, in the internet age it's, it's something i should probably write about in a column about the potential to do this i need to talk to a couple of uh, of sys admins. anybody out Techno there listening? experts Anybody listening to me right now that knows how this could be done, I want to hear from you, John at Dvorak And I think that that and I think he did it with the la, I think he did it with his last run up. I think he's getting money, and I think Clinton's the guy who perfected this idea. His library is totally financed. They won't say where the money is. Where well, where do you get all this money for this library? It's from it's from Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia and other places. Yeah. And so I think that it's, it's extremely easy for him to collect this money in in the Internet age, and you're going to see all of it. Oh, it's just all these individuals. All, can you imagine some poor person in the middle of nowhere saying, well, this guy's got a billion dollars. I'm going to give him five bucks. God, that's bull crap.
1: <laughs> Hold on a second, John. I just want to thank, uh, before, before we get into that, I want to thank uh, our billionaires who are financing us, and the show and the cause, David Hornbeck III, Nathan Marshall, Francine Hardaway, Hello Canvas, and uh, uh, Baron Stephen Von Pelsmacher. Did I get everyone there? I think I got everybody. Uh,
2: Francine, yeah, you got Yeah,
1: it, I got Nathan, everybody. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. You now have official credits. Uh, they'll be listed in the show notes, NoGendaShow.com, and other places around the net, like BarackObama2011.com, then ShutUpSlaves.com, and of course, SeanHannity.com. And uh, in addition to that, uh, unlike the phonies in Hollywood who do give out credits for financing their projects, we'll vouch for you. Just have them call and we'll take care of you, no problem. Everybody else out there, we've got
0: a formula. We need you to go out and propagate it. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. World. Order.
1: Say it with me loud and proud. Yeah, a billion dollars. I wonder what that's for. Oh, (laughs) that's right, to buy commercials. So, of course, you know, this is the, it is, it's so disgusting. The whole system is so wrong.
2: Yeah, so, by, so the mainstream media is going to be all pro Obama. Yeah, you, you know it's but they're going to play it real close to the vest. I mean, the, to do it right, if you're a big network, a TV network, you've got to create polls that show it's a tight race, and you've got to spend more money to win. Yeah, and so you uh, you you know the polls will come out. It's going to be tight because if it was if it was a runaway. With the no problem situation, then you wouldn't need uh, you know you wouldn't need to spend so much money at the networks. I mean, the whole thing it's like a, it's a corrupt system, and nobody, and I don't think it's ever going to be changed because the, the 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 people who determine you know that would complain the most about it are the media, the, but, but the media is not going to cut their own throats by losing all that advertising, so they're going to let the, you know they they want it this way. I don't, I I would, I'm thinking of setting up a few websites that just do nothing but run ads.
1: (laughs) Well, I saw... um, Political
2: ads, you know? I saw
1: the Huffington Post. uh, Someone sent me a link and it went to Huffington Post. There was a um, a full-page takeover for uh, Barack Obama 2012. Full-page, already, you know, full-page takeover. like, okay.
2: You know, the funny thing is, is why is there a... He's starting so early. I think he can burn himself out. I mean, I, I don't know if this is a good strategy. This is like the, the rabbit in the, in the, you know, you have the Kentucky Derby and there's always some horse that just runs out and goes crazy. He's always called the rabbit and he takes off like a rocket and then poops out at the end and some other horses <laughs> pass him up. I mean, I don't know if this is a great strategy. I mean, is he that worried? Is, is Obama so worried about losing that he has to start this soon?
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I, he's he's got a lot of uh, negativity out there, so he certainly has a lot of work to do. That's for sure. You know, it's not like he's the most popular guy right now. And uh, and, and I mean, did you see that first campaign uh, spot with the guy with the bug eyes? Yeah, he's sitting on yes. his porch with his eyes like MK Ultra to death. The guy, big bug eyes. Like, well, I, I don't uh, agree uh, with him, but uh, I'm gonna move a because I like the man. Uh, I do. <laughs> it's like his eyes are popping out of his head. <clears throat> like okay, yeah, I identify with that. You know, the, the secret to these things is you always want to put people on television who you can identify with, which is why you see the nurse, you know, the doctor, the fireman, you know, the garbage. I'm sorry, the sanitation worker. Um, you know, and then yeah, I'm voting for him. You know, gonna so like, hey, that's my my dude. That's my that's my brother. I don't know. Uh, by the way, okay. uh, I, I I do want to give a very heartfelt. Uh, I want to send some karma actually to our brothers and sisters. You've in, got uh, karma in Japan. Man, th- this this country's just been taken down. You know, uh, the Toyota plant is going to close next week here in the U.S. because they can't get parts. Uh, all of the gaijins, which are the uh, essentially the uh, foreigners living in Japan. Yeah, they, they become flyjins. they now called fly gins because they've all left. They, the, the whole place is shutting down. They had another uh, uh, earthquake this morning, which, by the way, um, f- beside the fact that this is no longer the Richter scale and no one knows exactly what and, and the measure, measurements are all different, and it's like it's, it's bull crap. Regardless of that, when you see 7.4 and think, Wow, that's only 1.6 away from nine, yeah, but it's a factor of like it could be a factor of a hundred thousand the difference between a seven and a nine. So don't think that that's the same thing. And immediately, you know, the stock market 7.4 slides.
2: is a pretty nasty equation,
1: yeah. But 7.4, we had a 6.4 in Mexico, you didn't even know about it. That happened this morning, too. It's, it, it, these are not Richter scales anymore, John. We know that. We know that they changed the scales. It's not Richter scale, and it's something different, and it's not based upon the type of measurements they used to make. Everything's changed. Yeah. It's all... It's, uh, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's part you, of you know, the you know, whole normally, uh, the normally, normally, I'd keep this for the second half of the show. Oh, no. But this is an official document. You know how I loves me some official documents? Because um, I was kind of... You know, when I talk about the earthquake machine, people are like, oh,
0: uh, uh, Crackpot, why don't you go live with Jesse Ventura?
1: So I, I, I pick up the document. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's an international... That's hu- what I said. That was me you were <laughs> yeah. doing. Well, how is that in person? <laughs> why don't you go live with Jesse Ventura? You can Crackpot out to get it. So there's international humata- humanitarian law. There's a treaty. And... um Specifically, I will refer to, and this is on the icrc.org website. ICRC stands for International um, Comité Red Cross. It's the Red Cross website. This is an official document. You can get it today. And this is the Convention on the Prohibition of Military or Any Hostile Use of Environmental Modification Techniques, uh, signed by uh, every nation that counts. On December 10th, 1976. So we can kind of remember that. I was alive then. And let me just read you the pertinent piece from this. You can read the whole document. It is the understanding of the committee that the following examples are illustrative of phenomena that could be caused by the use of environmental modification techniques. As defined in Article 2 of the convention. Earthquakes. Tsunamis. An upset in the ecological balance of a region, changes in weather weather patterns like clouds, precipitation, cyclones of various types, and tornadic storms, changes in climate patterns, changes in ocean currents, changes in the state of the ozone layer, and changes in the state of the ionosphere. Now, I ask you, if we have to have an agreement not to mess with those things, don't you think it's possible that people can mess with those things?
2: On the on the surface, it would appear so.
1: <laughs> on the surface, dude, it's like almost like it's like, hey, let's not do any atomic bombs, okay? I promise, pinky swear. So what's your point? And my point is that I think that Japan was taken down. Yeah, I well, really, you had I really a, yeah,
2: but your theory was all different. I mean, if we wait, you got to make up your mind here. One thing you said, Japan is taken down. Number two, you say, oh, they got to they got to buy more of our treasuries. They can't afford it now. So I mean, I mean, so they were taken down for what purpose? It doesn't make any sense. If we wanted them to buy treasures. you think the guy was pushing the button and then sneezed and went whoa nine? I didn't mean to push the button that hard. I mean, the whole your your thesis is 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 crackpot.
1: Damn it, John! I'm a scientist, not an economist.
2: <laughs> and by the way, I wanted that, to that mention something when you played that Geithner clip. You know, this is the problem when you know, Geithner and his mumbo jumbo about how everything's going to collapse if we don't raise the debt ceiling so he can borrow more money or so we can print more dollars uh, is is the reason that, you know, the, the entire Congress is peopled with attorneys. We we there's not I don't know if there's an economist in the entire Congress of any sort. In fact, if if you remember during the Obamacare uh, debate, there's a number of doctors, MDs, who are in Congress, and they came forward with all kinds of complaints, and they had all good information. We cannot have a country led by nothing but bonehead attorneys who don't know anything about how except how to write laws and interpret the past, so they can be buffaloed by these guys at the drop
1: of a hat. I don't understand the problem at all. I think they should just go to uh, Wachovia and just borrow the money from them. There you go. I mean, you read about this? No, I'm going to hear about it, though. Yeah, so uh, uh, finally, um, Wachovia Bank was fined. They got a little slap on the wrist for laundering. You're going to love this. Almost $400 billion in drug money. (laughs) Wait, let me just say that again. $400 billion in drug... Here, $378.4 billion in drug money. uh, And they they didn't... They missed it. They missed all the transactions. And then they get like some slap on the wrist. You shouldn't do that anymore. You've got to tighten up your controls. You just can't do that. Which, of course, proves that uh, that it wasn't the stimulus the reason the banks didn't go down is because they just got more drug money the whole thing yeah, is yeah from from, all uh, from
2: Afghanistan I obviously this,
1: this actually came in through uh, Colombia and, uh, and by the way what's the, we now all of a sudden we have a deal with Colombia? Do we
2: have the the total numbers? We got to find it. We had that report, that uh, government report, which was very interesting. That that comes out every year, showing out where the drugs are coming from and what the values oh, are. Oh, that's the, the
1: United Nations it. report. I don't know if they've done it yet.
2: Well, I'd like to know what the total number is now because it's interesting that we're. I just, I've got a little bit I want to do in one of the future shows based on okay. some of the numbers of how much drug money. I mean, how much money is in the drug economy?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, probably a lot. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, I know it's a lot. But are you know, talking e-
1: illegal drugs or legal drugs?
2: What I want to do is I want to calculate what it's costing us to stay in Afghanistan. And by the way, so I'm watching the uh, CNN with uh, John King, and I'll probably play this clip next show. When he's got, there's this woman who keeps showing up on everywhere. She's Frances Townsend, former spook, head of the NSA during the Bush administration. Kind of a good looking woman who obviously is telling, you know, has a perspective, a perspective of some sort that's based on some agency. I don't know which one. I could make a couple of guesses. And she's like uh, – they're, they're now promoting the, the fact that supposedly Al-Qaeda is moving into Afghanistan and they must be stopped. <laughs> We've got to stay there because they're uh. moving in. And then they make the argument – and I, I'll, I haven't pieced it to, the clip together properly to prove my point, but I'm going to say the point. They make the point that they they blast Obama for, for giving a timetable to say – there's a timetable. Once you give a timetable, then everybody's going to pull back and just wait for the for everyone to leave. And then they're going to pour in. But then they say they're pouring in now and we've got to stop them by increasing the troops or whatever. But wait, the, the logic isn't there, because if 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 it's true that you, if you leave a timetable, they pull back, we should have less activity, not more. So, what's the point of this more activity if they're all pulling back to wait for us to leave? So, so their own argument is working against them if you actually listen to it, but nobody does, of course. And so you have this kind of contradictory perspective on what's going on in Afghanistan. And, and it's, it's gonna, I think, turn out to be an interesting intelligence battle between these different groups, the Obama side of the agency and the other. I don't know what's going on. I don't have the exact.
1: Well, that's, that's very interesting. So, two things I'll say about that. One is, um, uh, Bill Gates, our uh, Secretary of Defense. <laughs> he uh, he was in Iraq. Big Robert Gates, are you? Uh... No, it's Bill Gates. As a... <laughs> <laughs> Bill, Robert, Ted doesn't care. Bill. Oh, Ted Gates. Yeah, Ted Gates. So he's in uh, Iraq, and uh, you know he's, he's kind of on his farewell tour. He's uh, you know he's waving to everybody. Saying, oh. Yeah, I,
2: I would like to get one of those T-shirts.
1: <laughs> yeah the, the 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 Ted Gates farewell tour, <clears throat> two thousand eleven. And he says, uh, you know, we're supposed to, because we're supposed to have everyone out by December 2011, everyone out of Iraq. And he's saying, <laughs> this is the funniest thing.
2: Wait a minute, weren't we supposed to have everybody out of Iraq last year? Didn't they all leave?
3: You can take that to the bank.
1: No. no we still have, uh, I think, uh, 50,000 uh, uh, non-combat troops and 150,000 contractors. But that forget the, con- this is just about the troops. Forget the contractors. Because we got permanent bases there. This is all theater. But he actually says, you know uh unless iraq wants us to but they'd have to ask us wink wink he's literally like you know they've got to ask us if they want us to stay longer we can stay longer if they ask us you know it's not all you have to do is ask all you really 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 really, all you got to do is ask and then we'll stay a little bit longer it's like excuse me it's my money i don't want i don't want to stay any longer there and besides we were supposed to leave. You can take that to the bank and liar gates you liar so what you're telling
2: me i didn't know this but you mean he's actually saying so in other words the tax the billions of dollars that the taxpayers and i've got highway 80 out here filled with Potholes. potholes
1: here comes the potholes again
2: they're all over the place you can't go across the bay bridge now and there's potholes all over the place they can't fix these potholes but we can fix potholes in iraq because the iraqis want us to hey i want us to fix the the potholes here i think my vote counts for more than theirs well, let, I, this is ridiculous Well, let me
1: give you the full quote from cbs news i'll just bring any compromised news organization uh it comes from ap the really uh completely Compromised news organization Baghdad the Obama administration would keep us troops in Iraq beyond the agreed final withdrawal date of December 31st 2011 if the Iraqi government wanted them. But as uh, Ted Gates says the Iraqis need to decide pretty quickly. In order for the Pentagon to accommodate the extension, this is
2: not a deal. I, I, this is a deal. I, I'm going to have to talk to my manager. Hold on a second. You'll you have the deal for the next five minutes, but
1: after five minutes, the price goes up. And I'll throw in the AM FM cassette for free. But you got to hurry. Act now. You got to. You're A bunch
2: of used car dealers. Uh, yeah, What's the deal?
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, it's crazy. Got to act now. Got to act, act now. now. Act now while stocks last. While troops last. All right, so I have a, um, we kind of got off track there, but uh, there was uh, some bankster on, uh, I think it was uh, CNBC, it might have been the the British version, and he says something very interesting about what's playing out here in the United States. Short clip. Uh, but it's always fun to hear these banksters uh, talk about plays and uh, and acts and scenes and, uh, you know, scripts and, uh, you know, auditions or whatever. It's always fun. It'll all
5: be about the bigger picture, the longer term. Where does Medicaid go? Where do, Where does Social Security yep. go? Rather than this uh, sort of horse trading over just this year's
2: budget. And, but the challenge, for cost for entitlements is that it's payments to people. But I must say, Anna, that to me, being in, in Europe for a few days... The, the plot in Greece and Portugal sounds an awful lot like the same plot that's going on in the United States, but the characters have different names.
1: <laughs> there you go. The plot, but the characters have different names. It's exactly the same. Duh. Really? And then we have this Ivory Coast thing. Now, this has been interesting. Ivory Coast uh, affects us in main one main way that we actually notice around this uh, lovely time of Easter. And that is, uh, if you buy some Easter eggs, you can barely afford them. And why is this? Is because most of the world's export, apparently, of cocoa comes from the Ivory Coast. And uh, the Ivory Coast, which we now, of course, have to call Gitmo Nation Cocoa, uh, you know, there's people getting killed there. This is not like a good thing that's happening. And uh, Lucifer Clinton comes out. And uh, she says, uh, you know, it's basically the whole thing is now Africa or bust. You know, it's like we're going all the way. We're going to we got this. We got to get this place. Secretary of State uh, uh, Lucifer Rodham Clinton says the U.S. is deeply concerned about the situation, in the Ivory Coast and reports of human rights abuses and a massacre of more than a thousand people. So, by the way, if there's a massacre, I, mean, I thought we went into Libya to stop a massacre. We now have an actual massacre and we're doing nothing. Sunday, in the statement, uh, Lucifer called on Laurent Gagbo, the entrenched, I love this AP reporting, incumbent who lost the November vote to step down immediately. Because, of course, we have to have the new guy come in, Uh, Alasane Ouattra. Now, do you know who this guy is, this Alasane
6: Ouattra? No, but I'm going to find out. If the international community gets its way, before long, Alassane Ouattara will be in power in Ivory Coast. The EU has signalled that it's ready to lift sanctions on the country, should that happen. But who is Alassane Ouattara? And what will he do for the country which, before his current trouble, was, was perhaps best known as the world's largest producer of cocoa? Patrick Smith is the editor of Africa Confidential. Thank you for joining us. Let's start with, uh, who is he?
3: Well, he's uh, a quietly-spoken Technocrat he is a trained economist he studied in the United States of America and he has been in and out of politics uh, most of his adult life in fact you could say his his political career mirrors something of the post-independence history of uh, I- Ivory Coast he served as prime minister under the founding president Felix Buani, from 1990 to 93 and then after that after the death of Hufe Buani his political fortunes disappeared. Uh, declined rapidly uh, until he's then worked in the IMF in Washington for uh, uh. about 10 years.
1: 10-year <laughs> veteran uh, uh, of the IMF, ladies uh, and no, gentlemen.
2: Too bad we can't just do a search for, for keywords on, <laughs> on all the broadcasts, or like IMF,
1: IMF or World Bank. So since this guy's what? name is... a coincidence. Yeah, I think not. Coincidence? I think not. So, since this guy's name is so uh, tough, Alasane Ouattara, I think it's just Audi Quattro, is what we call him. Uh, BS Filter Guys, Audi Quattro. Uh, yeah, he assumed uh, office as Deputy Managing Director of the IMF in 1994. Uh, Bachelor of Science at Business Administration, Drexel in Philly. All these guys are from Philly. Thank you, darling. Yes, one of, I mean, yeah, it's, a
2: key, it's a key area, yeah. I
1: mean, seriously, a PhD in economics, University of Pennsylvania, it's like the opposition in Libya. They're also from Philly. What's up with Philly, eh? I don't know. We have to look into this. There's something going on with
2: uh, with Philly. Maybe uh, always, you know, it may be one of the branches of whatever the
1: it must are. It, 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 well, of course, it's our freedom, capital of freedom, so uh, that, wouldn't it make sense to have it all there?
2: Well, I mean, it's like, you know, University of California over here with all the spooks that keep showing up with their, with that, you know, accreditation. It's, it's just, it's, it catches, you don't notice because it's not like Harvard, Yale, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Princeton, Harvard, Yale. You know, it's, it's University of Pennsylvania, Cal Berkeley for the strange, you know, uh, strange outcomes. I, or, you know, or people that go there for whatever. I don't know. It's, Philly is not, uh, unknown to me.
1: Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, gold all-time high. Silver all-time high. Yeah. I'm just saying. So what's your point? Oh, you know, I may not know much about uh, earthquakes, but uh, I'm still holding my gold. You you told lots of people to sell. I never told anyone
2: to do anything.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry. So the uh, cost, in case you're interested, Uh, cost of boots on the ground in Iraq and Afghanistan vary, but some reachers... The researchers place the average bill as high as one million per troop per year. Wow! And you want to just give the people the money? Well, that's been discussed many times. But of course, we need the lithium. We need the lithium crystals. We need to get the lithium crystals for our battery cars. (laughs) Well, I think he's a bit
2: off on that one.
1: Um, well, I don't know about it. We we've discussed the minerals and the, the the lithium stuff.
2: Yeah, but that was discovered long after the fact, long after the poppy field thing was underway and making the real money. And the real money is in drugs. I mean, there's more money in drugs than lithium, for God's yeah. sake.
1: Well, I you know, but there's a push right now for the the battery cars. Uh, and by the way, we get tons of interesting emails from people from the NERL, the the National Energy Research Labs. And uh, they're, they're, apparently they're not quite as organized as we think they are. He says, <laughs> we, we pretty much are, you know, walk backwards like idiots. Um, but he says that electric cars would be a boom for our business. That'd be great for us. And the president literally, I don't have a clip of it, unfortunately, but he was talking about his energy policy and, you know, the same old thing. Should bring out that John Stewart clip of every single president since we've had television saying, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil depend on foreign oil.
2: Well, electric cars are impractical in the long haul unless they can find some way to charge them quickly. Because if you're driving from here to Los Angeles and the car craps out in 350 miles around Bakersfield someplace, you have to pull in somewhere if you, if it's still running and uh, stick a uh, device into it, and it has to be charged within yeah, a but reasonable. But it's, it's the a period slave
1: time. mobile. It's only to get to work and back. It's not for yeah, driving for fun. It's a mobile. slave mobile. And that's why they look ugly too. You might just put "slave" on the side. S- slave not getting laid. Mobile. dot com. I mean, that that's the whole yeah, that's the it whole is deal. a
2: slave. Yeah, and they are. They make them. Yeah, it's almost like you're a slave, and then you're driving around in an ugly car too. I mean, yeah. they, they, they <laughs> hit you with both things. It's like, hey, let's see if they'll drive this piece of
1: crap. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll tell them it's the good for them hey, here. Hey, I got a, I got a cool. Hey, hey, John. <laughs> I got a cool idea, man. I'll tell you what, we'll put them in slave mobiles, but just, just to mess with them, we'll make them ugly. <laughs> Look the at Nissan Leaf
2: is a good example. I mean, that thing looks like crap. I mean, it's just a horrible looking vehicle. Why can't you make it pretty? Why, why bother? Yeah, that's the point. I mean, it just makes it even worse. Slave I mean, mobiles.
1: Crazy. Hey, listen to this for a second, John. Tell me if you can uh, identify the artist in this song. until he sings see if you can identify the artist ah shit sing and uh, you should already know by now
2: why would I know I can barely hear it and it's like
1: going on forever you don't hear it you don't know who it is I haven't heard him sing he's singing now that's how oh, well he sings well, wow, shall I just tell you?
2: I can't hear him singing. I heard nobody singing. I heard somebody going, Oh, whoa, whoa, is
1: it Al Gore? <laughs> no. No. Like, guess again.
3: Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa.
1: He's singing in French. That should be a clue. I have no idea. This is the new president of Haiti.
2: Oh, that guy. <laughs> As predicted. Yeah, sweet, we predicted that
3: sweet
1: Mickey Martelli. Another yes. so so the first guy, uh, uh, what was his name? The first band leader, Whitecliff Jean. Whitecliff Jean. He uh, he got his too big for his britches, and they're like, all nah, right, this guy's he no obviously, good.
2: He obviously said something in a meeting they didn't like. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's like, uh, we need some other guy. Who else is in the band? Oh, this is the sweet Mickey Martelli. Yeah, we'll make him president of Haiti. And so now he's president of Haiti, ladies and gentlemen. And and yeah. uh, it, it, it's just unbelievable.
2: So all is well in Haiti. We can just ignore the fact that they never got their money.
1: Well, also, uh, you might take a note, uh, his campaign was run by the same consultants who uh, worked with John McCain and President Philippe Calderon of Gitmo Nation Taco. I mean, hello, hello i mean consultant you mean what the guys come in with ak's and and glocks and just force people to vote that way i mean the guy this is a total douchebaggery yeah that's great it's uh, unbelievable and of course where's the money where is the money Stolen, ladies and gentlemen. So
2: it, I'm, I'm walking through the subways of New York City, and there's a thing, it's some exhibit, and it has all these little, you know, uh, underwriters listed there. I wonder if it was the Clinton Foundation for climate change or something like that. I, I I never heard of this one. Clinton's on board with that
1: too. He's got all. Oh yeah. You mean disruption?
2: Well, it said something. It said climate change. I believe. I By the way, I was supposed to give a a report on this show for the Spider Man uh, play. Yeah, that's was,
1: right. How was it? And,
2: and by the way, we, if you can go
1: pick up. T- Hello?
2: Uh, oh, am I there?
1: Yeah, I lost you for a second. You're back.
2: Typically, you know, these Broadway plays are really a ripoff. I mean, it's $250 to get a seat. What? Oh, yeah. 250 bucks. you can get a seat. I mean, the cheap seats are 175 It's It's way over the top. But if you go, and because these things aren't selling out, especially the dogs, you go pick them up that the day. You can go in there and just get in line, or if you have a student, a student's tickets are twenty five bucks. Now you're Jay's talking. A, Jay's a student, right? So, uh, so, Jay,
1: so, Jay went, and you and Mimi stood outside. Is that uh, what no? Else? You can <laughs> the,
2: the students can buy X number of tickets. I think mean, oh, four. Okay, good. So, but anyway, you get in. You can get in cheap if you don't if you're not stupid. So, um, so here's my review of the Spider Man. This is an absolute fact. Ready? This is my kind of my review, ladies and gentlemen. Due to technical difficulties, (laughs) the show will be interrupted and will resume shortly. Really? So we got an interruption. Right at the end, with like three minutes left to go, they were getting to the climax. And then some wire got tangled up.
1: You're kidding me. Nope. That is... So
2: we waited about, I don't know, actually it was about ten minutes... And, they, you know, you see a bunch of things moving, <laughs> and they start the show again. I mean, obviously, I've heard of Showstoppers, but I never thought of them in this regard. That's so the funny. Thing, so the, the show was terrible. It, for one thing, the music was not memorable. Nobody in the, my family, you know, Mimi or Jay, we can't remember one song. There was one kind of a good... End.
1: It's Bono. It's exactly. Bono. But yeah. here's what Bono
2: was doing. These are songs that you would swear were written by Journey or Night Ranger in the <laughs> 70s. They're just
1: yeah,
6: so old
2: fashioned. I might like
1: That sounds like my kind of show. Don't stop
2: believing. I, that's the kind of sh- <laughs> crap it was. And so the first half of the show, the show is also too long. The first half was uh, essentially the Spider-Man 1 movie, kind of condensed. And then the second half was just a mess. We don't even know what it was about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I have my review. There you go. That's Spider-Man.
2: <laughs> so anyway, the the point is they're going to shut the show down on April 17th on a hiatus and then reopen a re a redesigned version, official opening, because it's still in previews, yeah. on June. And the
1: word on the street is they're killing it. Oh, pff, duh. I mean they can they, they can't afford to have it running any longer.
2: Uh, the thing I'll tell you this, in terms of like sets and uh, set designs and, and and staging, I have which is a, the reason I think a lot of people thought you should go see it. I have never seen anything like this. It was ridiculous. I mean they had stuff I don't even know how they did it. They had oh, it was just it was a, a, outstanding from that perspective. Unbelievable actually. But it sucked. Of course, it didn't, didn't work.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind and, of, I mean,
2: the guys are flying of... over, the, over the audience into the balconies. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Wow. Anyway.
1: Oh, sh- boy.
2: So that's your review. If anybody goes to New York, uh, go see Memphis. Amazingly outstanding product.
1: So uh, I was all excited, as was the rest of the world's journalists, for the, uh, the opening of the uh, Silvio Dussela uh, sex trial. And get, my, get my Nation Pasta. Uh, this is the uh, the trial that, you know, he's got, like, uh, presenters from Rai Uno, George Clooney, all kinds of uh, celebrities have to testify that uh, either he did or did not have sex with uh, the Ruby, is her name. Who can we was, get
2: Clooney back on a movie set? Get him out of this yeah, scene Yeah, he's, well, he's
1: got Eyes of March coming out. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's already in the can, so that's coming out.
2: He needs to be working.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, Sudan is heating up. Yeah, we've we've had a couple people killed there so it's they're struggling to get that into the news. But anyway, so uh, so this is supposed to be the trial right and that Berlusconi doesn't show. Ruby doesn't show after 10 minutes the judge says uh, mm, let's go have some pasta. <laughs> There's no trial. <laughs> Trials off everyone go due to technical difficulties, the trial is off. So uh, we have to wait to see what happens there. Uh, but I don't think a lot of uh, people in uh, in Gitmo Nation pasta have a lot of faith in the uh, judicial system.
2: <laughs> this guy's gonna die in office. How long has he been there?
1: Well, I don't know. He's not gonna. Yeah, he's not gonna die. He's dead. he's a fucking zombie, man. He just, <laughs> the guy doesn't need to live.
2: Poor so he's. did you? You know, there's big debate going on in Washington right now. Is this thing with the uh, the budget? And so did you hear the Obama's uh, the presentation on marriage?
1: No, no. Did, Which you I, you I thought
2: was I thought it was kind of more revealing about his uh, relationship with with uh, Michelle than than any sort of.
1: Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute, did he go all black on us with this?
2: No, no. But it, I thought it was. He does, kind he, of a, he does that a lot,
1: right? Like, oh, I don't want don't want to mess with the, with the first
0: lady. Oh, you Well, I think eyes. this is
2: this is another kind con, a confirmation of the way he's the way he sees things with in his relationship. Play it.
6: You want everybody to act like adults. Quit playing games. Realize that it's not just my way or the highway. How many folks are married here? When was the last time you just got your way? Uh, that's not
1: how it works. Wow. Shut up, slave. Really now? Yeah, you never heard that one. It's, yeah. it's Obama and Valerie. It's, it's Michelle and Valerie Jarrett. They're, con- they're running. They're, the show. they're running now. By the way, did you see this thing that's running around the internet, which I kind of like? Um, and they have a whole bunch of pictures of Obama with this big scar on his head.
2: Yeah, I saw the scar, and it's uh, and then of course, if you uh, boost the photo, the scar becomes more apparent. I mean, this is what we did if you remember a few years back when we boosted the photos on George Bush and the and the transmitter he had during the debates. The hump. The hump, he had this thing, it was obviously a transmitter in his ear, and of course well, he was a, talking a receiver, to it,
6: it was, a, receiver was a receiver. A
2: receiver. Yeah. It was a receiver. A
1: transceiver. Hey, who has his ham license here? Transceiver.
2: Yeah, well, actually, it was probably just a receiver, because the trans part was him talking in the or, mic.
1: Or as we call in the business, a tranny.
2: Whatever the case is, he was, you know, they was cheating. The whole thing was staged. I mean, it was obviously a phony baloney thing. And I guess this was four years. What? Wow, this was a while back. How long have we been doing this show? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. so, the, so the point is, is that... Uh, you can do things with photos now, and you can. And some things will come out; they'll jump out at you after you screw around with them. Mm. And yeah, he's got some huge scar on the back of his head, as though the back of his skull had been removed, and maybe <laughs> a new brain had been put
1: in. <laughs> and and I, we got to wonder. We got to keep a sharp eye out and see if both Obamas have the scar, if they replicate right,
2: it. Right, as one of our uh, listeners pointed out, it could be a, an indicator of which Obama we're dealing with.
1: <laughs> but it's. I mean, uh, I think we should know. I, th- I think we have a right to know exactly which. Uh, what is that scar all about?
2: Yeah, it's pretty nasty looking.
1: You read that uh, Trump is now sending his own investigative team to Hawaii to uh, to find out if uh, if there is a birth certificate. <laughs> and it's and even worse than that, uh, a poll. I think I have it here. The Washington Post reports. This is. Uh, Here we go, WashingtonPost.com. This kind of blew me away. Which, And by the way, it makes total sense. Um, Sorry, a little slow to load. Here we go. Um, The latest NBC Wall Street Journal poll, businessman and reality television star Donald Trump finished second behind only former Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney in a hypothetical 2012 Republican primary heat?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm watching this this stuff too. Now, here's a couple of things people should uh, first understand immediately. One is that uh, Trump is uh, is playing the role of the spoiler to get the competition to back off and let Romney w- win. Wh- Romney's obviously been picked in advance to be the candidate. Mm-hmm. And so you got this guy, because you know, the fact of the matter is, even though he's playing it as though he's running, as somebody pointed out, and I agree 100%, is that. When the Federal Election Committee, when he, when Trump actually declares, if he ever does it, and he won't, because he, he can't, because he has to file documents with the Federal Election Committee, which outline exactly how much money he has or doesn't have. Right. And it, it has to put all his finances on the table. And it's going to prove that That's when he draws Trump- out. He draws out because he's not the richest guy. No, he does not no, no. Re-
1: it's hedge funds and he, he takes other he's people's the guy's money. He's borderline broke half the time. <laughs> yeah, he talks yeah. about
2: it. he knows how to play the game, so yeah. he's, it looks like he's loaded. But why is he doing a TV show if he has that much money? I mean, give me a break. For the chicks. For the chicks.
1: Meanwhile, and, if- uh, and this just came out uh, this morning. <clears throat> what is Hawaii? Gitmo Nation. Hula. Hula. <laughs> Hula. <sighs> Bobby Titcomb. Personal friend of the Obamas, who usually spends the holidays with the president and his family when they spend time in Gitmo Nation, hula. He's been seen playing golf and attending picnics with the president. Was arrested for uh, soliciting an undercover cop who was a uh, uh, acting as a hooker. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I love that. It was a reverse prostitution sting involving a fake online female escort website. I mean, this oh, is oh a honeypot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I hate that man. That
2: right, really—it's just a trap. Me I mean, what's the point? They should change the laws and make. Yeah, I hate people.
1: that so much. Bull crap. Yeah. Yeah, you, know,
2: you trick people into doing stuff they wouldn't probably do if it wasn't there, or otherwise they wouldn't have done it because it wouldn't have been there. No. Well. So you trick somebody to do something that, which wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for you, and then you arrest them. I mean, this is bull
1: crap. Yeah sounds like you've got some experience with this
2: i've never been arrested
1: (laughs) hey i'm i I almost have a classic john yeah i almost have a classic remember now um uh my wheels in uh southern california is a uh 1999 sob niner three yeah girls chick Ch- Chickmobile, right? Which I Ch- which I purchased outright for the uh, and I saved for it three thousand dollars. Which right, which uh, was hey, sounds a like good a reasonable deal. deal. You
2: are uh, very frugal in your old. Have, age. To
1: have to be frugal. Have uh, to be frugal. But you know what? Uh, it it does the job, and uh, and the top is not ripped.
2: That's amazing.
1: Uh, however, I think you got a deal on that. Well, I uh, turns out I just might. As um, it looks like Saab is sending. Uh, all of its workers home. <laughs> they, yeah, they're going out of business. Oh, well, they've been going out of business for years. Yeah, but, but they no, never now quite looks, go. Yeah, now they've actually said, "Hey, take the rest of the week off to uh, to all of their uh, employees." So uh, if they stop it's like make, the
2: Spider-Man hiatus,
1: yeah, if, if they if they stop making sobs, I'll have a, an instant classic on my hands.
2: Yeah, you can't get parts is what it really means.
1: <laughs> the, and the thing is, these things don't break. You know, it's well, like it's a good thing. Yeah. Well, it's not a good thing because if you're looking for a part, if you're if you got a, a Monday morning model, then you're you know SOL. Yeah. Well,
2: I don't. Yeah, it's too bad. I mean, the uh, Swedes are pretty uh, well. I think General Motors bought Saab and they just ran it into the ground.
1: It was bought by a uh, Spiker, the Dutch uh, yeah, car. M- more recently. Yes. Yes.
2: Have you ever seen a Spiker sports car?
1: I've driven one. Really? It's a that of, little it's a piece of crap.
2: Oh, but it's pretty.
1: It's a piece of crap because it's all you know. They're all handmade, and uh, you know, like it's. Do you have you ever driven a Dosh Doshavo a, a Citroen the two horsepower? Does no, that
2: funky one has with a the, stick with shift the,
1: on the dashboard? No, I've always wanted one though. So, so the way it works, and it's a two horsepower car, the original, and it's made of uh, like tin can. Yeah, um, it looks like a tin can. So there's this big knob sticking out of the dashboard, and essentially. Uh, it's a rod that goes into the engine compartment, straight through the fascia, as, as the technical term for it. And um, and there's the gear shift. And the gears are the same. You know, one is to the left and forward, two is left back, three is right forward, four is uh, right back. But you have to use this this knob. So you flip the knob to the left and push it forward, and you're literally pushing a rod up on the front that is because the, the gearbox is up there. It's the same with the spiker. It's the exact same really? feel. Yeah, except it's in the back. That car
2: cost a fortune. Why would they have such a sleazy uh,
1: lash-up? It's a, it's made of aluminum, uh, which makes it all cool and stuff, and hand-tooled leather. But it's a piece of crap. Mm. It's It feels rickety. It's a rough ride. You know, again, I'm talking a couple of years back when I was in Amsterdam. He said, oh, let me, oh, I'm driving this biker, man. And I'm like, oh, let me drive this. Ugh. And, and, like, the key entry system doesn't work. And yes stupid car Hmm. stupid it's 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 not gonna help no no
2: no No. it's obviously a douchebag car
1: (laughs) it's unlike the sob niner three which which is a girl's car (laughs) just clearly a girly car (laughs) yeah Uh uh-huh so it looks like we're gonna have uh, some false flags uh, coming up in 2012
2: yeah, and I have a uh, clip that going back to Ventura when he was on the uh, Napolitano show, uh, and I also want to play a, a Glenn Beck on the Napolitano show when, when he, sure. <laughs>
1: While we still can.
2: While we still can, yeah. So Jesse is on there. This is a long clip, but it discusses false flags. And the funny thing is, if you really look into the to American history, and I think there's a, a, a chapter on this in the in the book about George Bush, the uh, family of secrets about false flags. Uh, you know, remember the Maine, we sunk the battleship. We, we, we've done a lot of stuff. Well, this, we is, never- this
1: is Jesse's thing he, because of the Bay of Tonkin, right? This is his yeah, whole so thing.
2: Gonna talk yeah. about the, he's going to talk about a, two elements, in, including the Bay of Tonkin, which irks him to no end. Yeah,
1: because he had to go to Vietnam because of that.
2: Yeah, and uh, the Bay of Tonkin was a false flag that was just a s- complete ridiculous setup it was admitted to later and of course the public long since forgot about it nobody notices that we do this as a policy america i mean this is the same as burning of the reichstag by hitler you know to blame you know some somebody besides the nazis uh, but let's just play this. It's a long, it's a little lengthy, but it's, it's interesting.
3: What about Operation Northwoods? Yeah. Well, tell us about... <laughs> Stop.
1: <laughs> I love it. Thank you for bringing this one up. about
3: what the military wanted JFK
0: to do in Miami in order to get rid of Castro? Well, the military wanted to use our CIA and, our, and the Joint Chiefs wanted to use our CIA and military to attack certain parts of the United States and make it look like Castro did it so that the country would get up in arms and support an invasion of Cuba. And what did JFK say about you? JFK told him to take a hike. And when JFK
3: told them that he was going to pull troops out of, uh, out of Vietnam, because he believed that that was a fruitless and immoral war, and I'm no defender of JFK, though in these two instances I agree with what we now know is his judgment, what did the military do? Or what happened after JFK was murdered that the military and LBJ did to shore up support for the Vietnam War.
0: Well, they uh, had what was called the Gulf of Tonkin incident. And in 2004, when I was teaching at Harvard, McNamara came through and admitted it never happened, that it was a false flag made up event. And that eventually put 58,000 of our generation died and probably a million Vietnamese over something that never occurred. And the
3: official uh, Gulf of Tonkin incident, and there are documents about it in the book, was that American ships peacefully in the Gulf of Tonkin were attacked, were attacked by North Vietnamese. And yeah. In fact, there may have been some ships there, but they weren't attacked. No. And on the basis of that, President Lyndon Baines Johnson got the Congress of the United States not to declare war. We haven't declared war since December 8th, 1941. On. Correct. Uh, but he got the Congress to authorize him to fight this war against uh, North
0: Vietnam. Exactly. And that put ground troops in there All is right. what happened.
1: Um, hey, John, I think while we're talking, the whole time we're talking, we should just have these sound effects. You know, just you know, just the whole time. Just to accentuate that it's important what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, uh, so here's my clue that uh, we're going to have a false flag. Probably the Olympics is, uh, is the most obvious. Uh,
2: no, I don't think so. I well, think it's going to be
1: sooner. Uh, well, let me tell you why the Olympics is a candidate. Uh, the International Sports Federations, all 26 of them, which uh, have sports uh, competition in the Olympic Games, uh, will each be insured for up to $100 million in case of terrorism. So they're covered. Well, Mm -hmm. Well, you think earlier, so what uh, it's funny because, you know, there was this letter circulating that there are um, this came out in Chicago. Uh, Osama bin Laden apparently wrote a letter to a whole bunch of people, uh, media outlets, and said there's uh, nuclear bombs all around America. And uh, the FBI goes, nah, that's not him because we write that shit normally. That's not him. Eh, That can't be him. You haven't even heard about this. Have you?
2: Have you? <laughs> You're, you got me on that one. Yeah, you get just one point. You're ahead now. One. I mean, it's
1: seriously. It's like it, it's it's unbelievable that that you know some cassette well, tape, some eight track comes out, and there's like, oh, there's news. Osama bin Laden has spoken once again. Man. we all have to be very. We have to listen up here. And then and then, and then this actual letters sent, handwritten letters. <laughs> he ain't got no computer in the cave. And uh, it's like, uh, well, you know, that can't so be So
2: Osama bin Laden, in a take that tape that they say now is bullcrap, so they didn't publicize it, says there's a bunch of bombs planted all over the place?
1: Yeah, so uh, I'll read it here uh, verbatim so I don't uh, mess it up. Um, <clears throat> it was actually, here we go. The FBI is investigating a Chicago connection to a letter claiming to be from Osama bin Laden 25 copies of the letter postmarked from Chicago where where he lives uh, were sent to locations around the country the so-called the so-called bin Laden wrote he has 160 nuclear bombs that will be detonated unless certain unidentified people responsible for war crimes are put on trial which sounds pretty consistent by the way with what he says the letter goes on to say the trials must be televised live and done American Idol style <laughs> where viewers could vote on guilt or innocence. <laughs> you you, you got to hand it to the guy. You know? I mean, I'm loving that. That's awesome. What a great idea. And get uh, Jennifer Lopez to, uh, to interview and Ryan Seacrest. So anyway, so immediately oh, that can't be true because, of course, it would be X Factor, not American Idol. This can't be the real Osama.
2: So uh I'm thinking I uh, I'm I'm putting this down in the book as one of your predictions. <laughs> I'm uh what did I predict now? It, what? What did I predict now? That just that there's going to be a oh, false, false flag, flag attack in the Olympics. Yeah. And so to somebody can collect on the insurance, but although I think the insurance companies won't let that happen. Anyway, I I think it has to be sooner than that, because we got to get feet on the ground in Bruce, Libya sooner yeah. than later. There's well, a lot tra-
1: I, I think they're, they're trying the connection now with the bombing in Ireland. They're saying the Semtex came from Libya, like, like it had some kind of... It's weak, weak. It's very weak, but I think that's that was a, a feeble attempt, probably. Uh, I It's going to be
2: something, and I, I believe it's going to have to take place within the next... Uh, Thirty days.
1: Really? Well, yeah. Write so that I'm going to put down. my prediction down. Yeah, write that down. All right. Cool. Days, yeah. So write that least. down. Definitely. Uh, so you want it? So anyway, so just since he's going away, uh, Glenn Beck, as we predicted, we said, that, look, the guy's on the way out. We know media. We predicted this six months ago. Yeah, and we said now that Napolitano was going to be his replacement. We said it right off the bat. I think I said it actually.
2: Uh, you might have. Yeah, one it doesn't, of doesn't matter. Whatever the case, is, we matter. both knew it. And here is Glenn Beck on the Napolitano show. Further, I might as well just announce it here, but they don't announce it. And they kind of laughed us off, but
6: just listen to this clip. Society and a war and couldn't pay it, and right. so he changed the way everything works. Bretton Woods 3 is being held right now with George Soros, and nobody's saying anything.
3: We've got about 30 seconds left. What, what can be done about this other than what you and make I and you people that rep- agree with us the that.
6: replacement for me at 5 p.m.? <laughs> I hope our bosses you, are watching. Make
3: you the replacement. I've been here for 13 years. You've been here for a little over two. It's hard for me to remember what Fox was like without you. It's hard heads. for me to imagine what it'll be well, like without. I ain't without leaving, you. so don't worry about it. I ain't, I ain't leaving. leaving. He says
2: now, there's a couple of things that I'm hmm. listening to this him on Napolitano. First of all, we we spotted this early because then they, they brought Napolitano in out of the blue, and all he does is he. I have some neurolinguistic. Uh, uh interpretations of what he does on his show which i'm going to probably bring up on sunday but he uh, I, I realized there's something glenn beck was actually uh, this is a theory glenn beck was brought into fox about two years ago he as an entertainer as a scripted guy he they his ratings have gone down by the way because they've moved his time around so he's not he's on at 11 in west coast two in the morning
1: five he's also gotten boring
2: Well, yeah, because they took his his budget away. He was brought in for the purpose of, and and Napolitano basically says this, that that Beck was his mentor. He was brought in to coach Napolitano to become a big shot on these shows. And so he was brought in on a contract basis for, I don't know how much money he's getting, a fortune, because he became the number one show for a long time on Fox and all of cable. So he was getting probably 10 or 20 or more millions of dollars, plus his books make him a lot of money. He was getting a little carried away here in the later days, and they had to get rid of him, but he's on a contract, so he's not going to badmouth them. He says he's still going to be there because they've right. obviously got him on a long-term deal. He has to shut up and get out of the way, push Napolitano in, who's a more controllable character who has the message that the Fox people uh, want to convey, whatever. you know, We can figure it out easy enough. And Beck is going to be moved into doing specials. And he's still going to show up on O'Reilly once in a while, and the two of them are going to yuck it up because they have the greatest time in the world when they're together and it's going to be but he's he's done you know he's gone he's you know the the Soros thing and the rest of it apparently was not sitting well with someone <laughs> yeah and,
1: with, with the Democrats who run Fox
2: yeah obviously and so the point is is that he's done, but he's not going to badmouth. He's not going to say anything bad. He's very g- kind of amenable about the whole thing, and he says he's not leaving. Yeah, he's not leaving because he's on a contract because they signed him up for God knows how long, and until that contract is over, we're not going to really know the truth about this whole situation.
9: Well, boo-hoo.
2: Yeah, I find it interesting because it's, it's like you know the whole thing was a bunch of bullcrap from the get-go, and now we're going to be we have to keep a careful eye on this Napolitano guy.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, that is, you know, what a job we have, man. I was, no, we just, we're watchdogs. Are, is it, really? Is that our gig now?
2: I think we are watchdogs. I think we watch, you know, we're media assassins, like you like to say, but in fact, we are watchdogs. We are watching the weirdest stuff, and we're listening to all these things, and we're trying to connect dots that nobody else bothers with.
1: And we're watching over your children to make sure they're safe. Or is that taking it too far? Uh, it probably. You know who uh, sent me a cool clip? Uh, Maynard. Maynard G Krebs? <laughs> no. Maynard, our um, our buddy from uh, Gitmo Nation Down Under, who's on the the real uh, on the real show there. Oh,
2: Maynard! The, 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 yeah, what has he got?
1: Yeah, hold on a second. He um, let me see. For some reason, I hadn't. Uh, this is really weird. You haven't queued it up on your new. No, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure I put it in my box to play. And uh, oh, here it is. I've got it. Uh, so he uh, <laughs> Maynard is too funny, man. So he. Uh, so they've got a harp installation there in uh, in Australia. Oh really? Oh yeah. And, and so we he, here. He, I had a chance to interview Associate Professor Colin Waters, who has worked at the Alaska Harp Array and is part of Australia's Ionosphere Research. Uh, Maynard goes on to say uh, now our harp is very low power he says the Alaskan facility has regular open days so maybe a listener could go have a look which by the way Jesse Ventura says he tried and they wouldn't let him in I asked him about several theories uh, the public had developed about his type of research uh, and there's a full interview uh, linked in the show notes at NoAgendaShow.com. but of course Maynard just can't Help himself when it comes to promoting the show put an
9: electromagnetic probe up there to see see what's going on
3: now I've seen the chart of when the best time to be operating is for comms is it basically at night or midday or is the best time to do an over horizon radar and uh, and now sort of miniature project is it pretty much in the morning is the best time for it
6: you' <laughs> prepared <laughs>
3: I love that guy
1: I'm gonna show my support by donating to no agenda imagine all the people
2: who could do that oh yeah that'd be fab. No agenda in the morning. All right. First, I want to mention that we have a, a number of checks that came in the mail, uh, which will be uh, mentioned and credited on the Sunday show. Uh, but uh, the normal uh, conduit, we have a number of people. And by the way, I want to mention two of them at the beginning, who actually will become associate executive producers: Benjamin Salen of Wilmington, Delaware, who donated two hundred dollars, and. Uh, with a comment that the man's got me down. He needs some karma.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You've
8: got karma.
2: And also with $200 is Harold Fudge, who is a new listener. And he wants a donation credited to Infostripe.com or Infostripe.com slash No Agenda. It's a customizable way to connect all the information you want to share, uniquely formatted for any device. We have to look at that and see what we think. And he wants a the combination deducing karma. Wow. Okay. <laughs>
4: You've been deduced. You've got Woo!
8: karma.
1: That was hot. That was a good one.
2: Yeah, that was good. Uh, also, uh, whoa, here he is again, our pal Baron von uh to offset the douchebags of the uh, MTA sticking it to Christina, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks.
2: It's some bail money, one hundred eighty-nine dollars. Thank you very much, Baron.
1: That's exactly the bail money. Uh-huh. That's very cool. It. Thank you,
2: uh, Jason Morella in Augusta, Georgia. One hundred eleven dollars, eleven cents. Missed my chance for a thirty-third birthday shot on the day that will live in infamy. Twelve seven ten. Can I have a belated one? Put him on the birthday list.
1: Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's his name?
2: Is, uh Jason Morella, M-A-R-E-L-L-A from Augusta.
1: Can I just say one thing about the 111.11? Okay, so if you haven't figured it out by now, it's very important to understand. Um, if you take the last two digits of your birth year and add it to the age you became or will become this year, it equals $111. And this is special karma. And by the way, duh, this works for everybody. However, I want to point out the next time this is why it is a special karma to do either donate on the eleven dollars eleven cents a month or one hundred eleven dollars. It is a special karmic event. The next time this will work for everybody, John, is in eight hundred and twenty three years from now. There you have it. So this Up is is to, you. Up this to is you. Your
2: opportunity to just—it's going to it's gonna click. Some you know who knows what cosmic whatever.
9: Mm-hmm.
2: So anyway. Uh, Jason goes on about what a great show we're doing. It saves, uh, you know, it's one of the few things ever. Uh, he wants to make sure that you weren't really depressed last a couple of shows ago. And uh, he's uh, been a um, donation of $5.11.11 11 monthly, dollar an hour program, also formerly and additionally uh, the, uh, the old defunct $2 a month subscriber. Wow, yeah, that was a long time ago. So he's a, he's a good man. And he would. I, he doesn't ask for it, but I think we should give him some karma anyway.
1: Of course, not a problem. And deserved.
8: You've
2: got karma. He wants you to, to give yourself some too, but we'll, you you get it in other ways. Car, Cameron yeah. Warren, Port Brian, I'm sorry, Cameron Warren in Port Byron, uh, Illinois. One hundred eleven dollars eleven cents. Hey guys, going to Vegas this weekend, so I can use some karma. If it works, I'll be back to the donation page. Well, he we can't take a chance on letting that go by. So give him some karma. No,
9: nope. sorry.
2: You're eating. You've got karma. I You're I'm sorry. eating. I'm sorry.
1: I know. Now I'm trying to be really quiet about it. Lynn
2: Fogwell, Raleigh, North Carolina. Another $111.11. Anastasia Perov in Toronto, Ontario. $100. And uh, Anastasia needs some karma.
0: Mm-hmm.
8: You've got karma.
2: Got an anonymous donation of $100 from Chicago, Reno, Nevada. Uh, Steve Bottoms asks us to keep the faith. He's
1: uh, in for a hundred. Um Yeah, you know, I, 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 I got to tell you, this is so awesome. This really is. This is so awesome. What? I, well, I've worked in media all my life since I was fifteen, basically, and I've always sold the audience as the product and the demographic, and the and to see people appreciating the product that we make, it's it's, it's such a, it's it's like it's mind blowing to me. It's just mind-blowing. I love it. This, it makes me feel so good that we're actually making something work here, John. It's, it's, I just got to say it. Okay. I,
2: I agree, and I think that the audience appreciates the fact that they're not being used. Mark, uh, Mark Wallert uh, in Rocky Point, New York, 66.66 maybe my second donation ever, but it comes along with my vote for three shows a week. You know It's my only source of news. I can't get enough of you guys. Please keep up the fantastic work, and I'll continue to spread the word. 33.33 times 2, Love the Magic Numbers segment. 30.
8: that's the magic number. Oh, yeah. it it's the magic number. Yeah.
2: Geek Rolling, Los Angeles, California, $60. John, Sir John Snyder in Chicago, Illinois, wishes me a happy birthday with a $59 donation. I want to thank everyone who sent me a note, card, or whatever uh, th- wishing me a happy birthday. I appreciate it. Joel Morphy. That's funny. Morphine. Joe Morphine, or also known as Joe Murphy, in Bella Vista, Arkansas. Second donation from the No Agenda Human Resource iPhone app sales. Updates with added levels will be out at the end of the month. Getting married at the end of the month, so you can send me some karma. Joe and Stephanie, thanks, and please tell folks... The leave a Good review. You've got
1: Karma. Yeah, leave a review. That is important.
2: It's very important. Steven Sawyer, Lincoln, Nebraska, 5555, found the podcast recently through the Ozone Nightmare podcast. That's nice. <laughs> uh,
1: do you, our- you think that has anything to do with... them? Um... Couldn't be, could it?
2: I doubt it. Our corporate slave masters gave us a bonus this year, so Woo-hoo! I thought I would pass along some karma to you. Thank you. Uh, Vernon White, Black Knight Vernon, as a matter of fact, parland Pearland, 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 Texas. Small Karma Club donations as they started a new real job after 93 weeks of unemployment. Great. Whoa. Triad Club donation in two weeks. Vernon White, No Agenda, Black Knight, Sir Lo- Vernon.
1: Loving a Sir, Sir Vernon White, Black Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable.
2: Yeah, white, a white Black Knight. Uh, Aaron Spears, Brook Park, Ohio. Happy birthday donation for my beautiful wife, Kelly. We've been donating double nickels on a dime for birthdays in our family for four, for a year now, for a family of four. And we only have five more years of birthday donations until knighthood.
1: That's all right. We'll be here waiting for you.
2: Cynical computers in Stawell, Stow- Victoria, Australia feel like a bit of a douche for not <laughs> donating for so damn long. Could I grab some karma as, as a shot? And uh, if I'm not too late, a birthday mention for the third. <laughs>
8: You've got... Yeah, Cynical
2: Computers is on the list. Yeah, but what's his name?
1: It's uh, Cynical Computers.
2: This is his birthday for the company?
1: Oh, don't worry. Next week, we'll have to make it up one way or the other.
2: Christopher Pota, Vinton, Virginia. Hey, guys, I keep hearing comments from other producers saying to lay off the Crackpot stuff. Well, I'd like to cast my vote for more Crackpot Theories.
1: I can't get enough of that stuff. Stand by. Stand stand by. Stand
2: (laughs) by. Yeah, great. I'd also like to say thanks for uh, continuing to put out such great shows. No Agenda is my absolute favorite source for news information and entertainment. Double nickels on the dime from Christopher. Uh, Stephen Nelson, Denver, Colorado. My third three-year-old daughter, Liz, now calls the the cat a (laughs) douchebag due to my playing this show on car
1: rides. (laughs) 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 Record that. I want to hear your kids saying that. That's funny. That would be great. <laughs> Please deduce her.
4: You've been de
1: I don't know if it'll help, man. She may
2: be And lost. he's got a birthday call out coming up. Steven yeah, Dune, Newburgh, West Virginia. G- greetings from Mall Nations, Appalachia. Appalachia, mm. Appalachia. Love the show. Uh, by the way, a lot of people mispronounce it as Appalachia, not Appalachia. Love the show, being a fan of the Appalachian State. Uh, yeah. yeah. okay. That, that. Embracing my inner crackpot helps me stay sane.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Huh. And the entertainment helps, too. I'm uh, keeping a keen eye on my water bill. Please don't say my name <coughs> too bad. <coughs> yeah, whoops. Uh, I started monitoring. Yeah, nobody's reading these comments before they put up these uh, no, things. No, of course anymore. Not. That's okay. Yeah. Monitoring, he's started monitoring social networks, and who knows what other corporate hooey they're trying to pull we could use some karma. Give us some karma. Well,
1: oops. Oop, 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 oop. The bell got stuck. You've got
8: karma.
2: Michael yeah. Woods in St. Helens, Merseyside, 5454. Cybology.com. C Y B O L O G Y in Villa Park, Illinois, 50. Also, Lisa Mullins in Wycliffe, Ohio. And Sir Mike Westerfields still in for 50 at Enderland, North Dakota. And finally, Nichelle more knights dale north carolina i think
1: minutes. um i think lisa i think there's a note here let me just make sure and uh, i do have
2: one i have a make good i want to get out of the way before we go into the well, birthdays at nighting well, i got one more one more let me just get this out of the way right. charles sin the 3rd should have been mentioned a couple of weeks ago he also needs some karma and he gave 53 33.
8: you've got karma
2: okay so i'm
1: trying to track the administration here uh so lisa mullins i believe this note goes along with uh this uh from nelson yeah nelson mullins gentlemen my wife lisa surprised me with the news that she made a 50 dollar donation she's come a long way from resigning herself to listening with me to enjoy the show lisa says john is cute and she likes adam's impersonation of obama hello everybody by the way, <laughs> she gave up birthday money to donate. Ah, uh, Oh that's so. You know, your
2: you're, you're, you're Obama thing. I never thought about it as being decent, but when you say it, you actually do sound, You might want to work on this. Hello, everybody. You 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 know because anyone, fu-
6: anyone here been married?
2: <laughs> I, I think I'll work you should take. I think you should take some tapes of Obama because nobody does him well take some tapes because you because it takes it he has a certain resonance in his uh
1: he does does. that
2: comes out that if you don't get that and you have it
1: okay i'll work on it i mean it's not it's not like i'm busy watching c-span or anything
2: you can work on it while watching c-span imagine that you are obama
1: watching (laughs) c-span going damn it michelle michelle they're lying again I got a couple uh quick shots. A quick shout out to uh, Daniel Wheaton. Uh, remember Daniel? The kid who uh, uh, used uh, no agenda to uh, to basically graduate. No, he he was he became the uh, the Nebraska class B extem, oh, extem ext ext uh, extemporaneous speaking extemporaneous, champion. right. Extemporaneous speaking champion and became third in persuasive speaking. Even though I did not yell long dong silver or call my judge elitist pricks, I performed exceptionally well. <laughs> Surprisingly, the car- <laughs> Can you just imagine the kid going, thank you for this award. Long dong silver. <laughs> Google that one. Uh, surprisingly, the karma was not entirely depleted. After the state meet, we went to the national qualifiers tournament for our district. After 15 rounds of grueling competition spanning three days across a college campus, I succeeded in qualifying for the national tournament in June. For the first time in my school's history, we are taking two people to the NFL national tournament. Myself, an extemporaneous speaking companion, Aaron Pierce. My original oratory, which is a seductively hard hitting persuasion, which is a seductively hard hitting persuasive has arguments in line with the overall goal- goals of no agenda. It's called Think, Damn It. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, this is amazing. So he needs a little bit of extra karma for the June meet, I guess. You've got. I want to give him karma. that. And uh, if you win, it's long dong silver, okay? <laughs> with a fist in the air. <laughs> yeah. And then. Um, I'm not sure if this came through, but uh, Adam and John have been a long time listener. to Douchebag, Love Your Show, uh, Total Producer, uh, I donated $50 from your link, but there was no link comment, so I'm not sure which $50 donation he was, That might, but anyway, uh, he wants uh, ifixmac.com. He's, uh, he's, he's trying to get a business started because he needs money, and uh, so he needed a little bit of karma there as well. Now
8: you've got karma to support this show.
1: Uh, there's only one thing you have to remember: na That's really it, and uh, we appreciate it. Uh, and I think uh, in the second half of the show, uh, you'll see uh, a lot of value for value. As I certainly spent some time watching C-SPAN, and now I'm going to expand that uh, by uh, working on my Obama uh, impersonation. Obama, I think
2: I think it would be worth doing because, you know, you could do that. And uh, hello
1: everybody. <laughs> I can do it right. That sounds kind of good. Yeah, but I that do it actually does sound way.
2: good. It's, it's got. Uh, hello,
1: everybody. But, I'm here in UPS. I got to work on it
2: because I should not, not you mentioned because you your hello, everybody is is you're kind of screaming a little bit. Maybe I think he's uh, kind of screaming all the time.
1: Just just notice. Yeah. Well, it's because he's reading. Say, yeah. so he's like a newsman. Maybe reader. you should
2: work on your Obama, as, but you should read.
1: Right. In other words, instead right. of just doing instead a free tre- right, point, right,
2: You should take it off a sheet. Right. You should write what, you're gonna, what he's going to say and then read it.
1: Okay, okay. All right. So, m- more work to do. Uh-huh. Uh, Dvorak.org slash NA. Remember, uh, you can become a uh, executive producer, an associate executive producer, a member of the Two or th- Four Club, which is now officially open, um, as well as a co executive producer. Uh, or a night and uh, how the 300 how, club? Yeah, how are the the night? Yeah, the 300 club. By the way, is coming. What are we now? We're uh, six episodes away. Yeah, we're it's getting a, getting there. exciting. What uh, status of the rings? I don't know. I didn't ask. Okay. Well, they they have been ordered and they have, and they have been paid for. So that is uh, the good news. <laughs> So, uh, Nelson Mullins, uh, of course, uh, congratulations from his lovely wife, Lisa, who is a brand new listener, or she's finally succumbed, and uh, she's on board. Sir Nathan Marshall celebrates. Aaron Spears says happy birthday to his beautiful wife, Kelly. Cynical Computers uh, celebrated on April 3rd. Stefan Nelson uh, turns 32 today. Stefan van der Have. Uh, turned uh, celebrated birthday on the third uh, of April, and Jason Morella, and I have Mike Chadwick stahl and of course my partner in crime who celebrated two days ago. Happy birthday, John! From all your buddies here at the No Agenda Show.
3: It's your
1: you were probably on a plane while you were. Uh...
2: As a matter of fact, uh, we went to uh, my birthday. Uh, did a birthday lunch in one of the rest my, one of my favorite restaurants in Manhattan, uh, Booley mm. and uh, which was quite tasty. Mm. And they had a re- ex- re- rather inexpensive uh, tasting menu, and, and for lunch I thought was interesting. And then we uh, uh, took a plane back, right? And then my then of course. The, yesterday, my family took off to uh they ran Washington. away from you they ran away we <laughs> <laughs> get sick of each other rather yeah. quickly yeah. and uh As it happens my daughter was abused by the t s a on the way out and really? she had she got a secondary screening because they wanted her to go through the machine and she refused good
1: honor good girl
2: and uh and girl. she was upset by it by the way. And uh, they, meanwhile, they, and of course, they, we know from the, we listen to the clips on our show and, and the testimony in Congress, these machines do not work. work. My wife ended up lecturing the TSA person about why they're not wearing the little badges on the rest of it. She, she has the whole thing down. <laughs> oh, she went along with the talking points like everyone should do. If you didn't get your talking points, you were, you were left out that we sent out to everybody in email. A lot of people never opened them. And uh, yeah. that was the end of it. It was a good trip.
1: Do, no. did, did, did Jay feel she was uh, touched inappropriately? She didn't like
2: being uh, uh, isolated and, and made a public spectacle.
1: Well, luckily now, of course, we have uh, Will Wheaton has now uh, cried on his blog.
6: I was sexually assaulted by the TSA. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so yeah. now, of course, it's a big deal. So uh, that'll be a top topic on Twit, no doubt about it. <laughs> it probably will be. <laughs> Hold on a second. Get your blade out, man. We've got it a it couple comes. of a um, couple of knighthoods to take care of here. David Hornbeck third and Nathan Marshall, please step forward. In your support of the No Agenda Show program on the interwebs, uh, you have both reached status of knighthood. David Hordenbeck III, actually a black knight. Nathan Marshall, a white knight. Both of you in uh, excess of $1,000. We highly appreciate the support of the show and the cause. We here now pronounce thee Sir David the III, black knight, and Nathan Marshall, Sir Nathan Marshall, knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Please have a seat over here. Enjoy your
6: hookers and blow.
1: Or, rent <clears throat> boys and cabernet. So um, speaking of uh, TSA, which, by the way, the BS filter turns into uh, – it's funny because I was, I was reading about the TSA, and it's like touch uh, the touching sexual assault or something. And whenever it says Transportation Security Administration, the the BS filter changes it. It's quite hilarious. Yeah, I'm going to put it on. They're coming up with a switch to turn it off, which is also kind of necessary. Because sometimes, you know, it's like, you just really want to, I'm like, what, and you know, literally everything, Gitmo Nation this, Gitmo Nation that, Gaddafi douchebag, I mean, it's funny, it's, <laughs> it's really, really funny, it's, it's, it's a it's a good little gag, I love it a lot. So I'm watching, uh, oh gee, I was watching. So wait, wait, hold
2: on a 2nd This back up, can you go to somebody else's machine, download it, and then turn it on, would it yeah, stay yeah, on?
1: Yeah, no, all you have to do is you go to crackpotcommand.com slash uh yeah, you know, I, I don't want to. We're trying to keep the show clean, but BS filter. I think it's even linked from the homepage. A link in the show notes. No and uh, and it's literally just you just click install in the browser. You don't have to die. You just click and it works.
2: So does it stay? In other words, does it stay on? So in other words, I can, oh, go, yeah. can I
1: use your machine yeah. for a second and <laughs> yes. I go over there and load yes. it? Yes, yes. <laughs> and I think it updates automatically. I think that you know we have like three hundred terms now in there. You know, if Hillary Clinton becomes Lucifer Clinton, it's hilarious. It, it's it's a good gag actually. Yeah, it sounds like it's it. it's a very good gag. So I'm watching C-SPAN. This is a uh, this comes from the uh, longer clip, and it's quite boring, but quite important that we listen to it. Um, and and uh, again, this is two and a half hour testimony from Keen. Keen, what's his name? Uh, Keen. Yeah, Keen. Keen. I don't know Keen. Yeah, you do. K-E-A-N, Keene. He's, uh, here, I'll tell you who he is. Thomas Keene. You know what Thomas Keene is? No. Oh. Well, he's been around. He, he Wasn't he a senator or something at one point? Eh. Hey. Hey. Anyway, Thomas Keene and Lee Hamilton testified about the implementation of the September 11th Commission recommendations and the obvious gaps in national security. And, uh you know, and I got to go back and read the 9-11 Commission report, which, of course, I have, because uh, apparently I missed this. But apparently the 9-11 Commission was all about homegrown terrorism. And uh, and this year, what? yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. apparently. Yeah, no, I mean, I got to go now. I got to go back. I have it. I have the book, but you can get it online, of course. It, apparently, it was all about homegrown terrorism. We have we're not even close, not even close to closing all the gaps and the holes. And when you listen to this, you just know what's coming down. I mean, Gitmo Nation, lock me up. And he even there's even an award for, uh, well, listen to this.
9: Many counterterrorism experts talk about 2010 and name it the year of the homegrown terrorist. There you go.
7: The year <laughs> of the homegrown
9: terrorist. Wow.
1: wow. The year of the homegrown terrorist. He was ex-governor of New Jersey. I believe. Thank you. With uh, this
2: British accent,
1: it. yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a I think it's more Massachusetts like thing. Let's listen to it again.
9: Many counterterrorism experts talk about 2010 and name it the year of the homegrown terrorist. That's right, everybody. 2010, year of the homegrown terrorist.
1: Woohoo! <laughs>
2: this guy starts off as a douchebag par excellence. So this guy was the is a Republican. Yeah. Republican douchebag from Jersey.
1: Yeah, Jersey. Let me just throw another shoe at him. Hold on. right. So, uh, let's listen. He speaks in... It's very boring, but I think we have to listen because we... No one reports on this. No one has the patience. I mean, I had to drink... all ears. I had to drink cups of coffee to stay awake during this stuff. Here it is. Self-radicalization is a you no, know, it's got to stop right there. Self radicalization. Yeah, what's that? It's like, what are you doing, honey? I'm self radicalizing. I mean, is is that horrible or self radicalization? Was that? So well, you
2: the- re- I guess you're reading a book. Next thing you know, you say, "I've hey." I mean, this is what this is actually when you bring up self radicalization. You have targets now. You have a million of them. Anyone who writes a book critical of the United States, anyone who does a show like ours. Creates, you know, allows people to become self-radicalized because we're not actually going and, and talking to anybody personally. This is just a part of a censorship move.
9: Grown terrorist. Self-radicalization is a is an alarming development. Alarming. <laughs> Our group issued a report as you have mentioned last fall on radicalization, and we're going to follow up this spring with a set of recommendations for dealing with this important and. Very, very sensitive problem.
2: Why is, it, why is it sensitive? What's sensitive about it? Why is it sensitive? It's an important and sensitive... Because it hurts when you touch it. What is he talking about, important and sensitive? What's it, what's, what is sensitive about it?
1: The guy I'm is a drama queen. No, Adam. I know. The guy is a huge drama queen, and he's trying to play this up because we've got to lock everyone down. We've got to give you real ID. We've got to throw Gitmo bracelets on you, and this
9: guy is doing it. Also face new threats. Like the discovery in October 19-2010 of explosive packed in a toner cartridges addressed to synagogues in Chicago and shipped on FedEx and UPS cargo flights from Yemen. The cyber threat is also increasingly severe and poses a real danger to our critical infrastructure.
1: So, okay, so we have a couple things here. No more shipments from Amazon. That's one. Forget about that. And
9: uh, let's shut down the interwebs. Defending the U.S. against such attacks must be an urgent priority. So we'd like to offer our assessment today of where the government is implementing our 9-11 Commission recommendations. So apparently
1: these were all 9-11 recommendations. I don't remember any of this. Any of it. But okay, it's just me.
9: On emergency preparedness, we have made some progress toward establishing a unity of command. In other words, one person responsible for coordinating efforts in a disaster, but having said that our recommendations are still a long way from being fully implemented.
1: This guy's like Brown?
9: Was he talking
2: about Brownie? So what is what is this we're listening to where who's who's he talking
1: to? He's talking to Congress. Why? Because this is about the, they have to put more security. This is, you'll, you'll hear it. You'll hear, he starts coming up with what we need to do. This is about the lockdown of Gitmo Nation and, and completely enslaving us so we can't do anything without being scanned, tracked, and, and f-
6: felt up.
9: We've found too many community leaders and first responders who've mentioned to us that many metropolitan areas still haven't solved the problem.
1: So this is about um, putting, uh, you know, command centers. Commissars. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Putting everyone in, should we have, uh, you know, Stasi, yeah,
9: exactly. The whole thing. Just lockdown. Of having a unified command structure. Unified command structure, please. Moreover, it is unacceptable that the government still has not allocated the additional 10 megahertz of radio spectrum, the D-block that you mentioned to public safety so that our first responders can communicate the disaster. Now, I recognize the, the efforts and the leadership uh, that you've shown through your bill. I believe the president supports uh, such a recommendation, and Congress needs to act.
1: I think this is about the H.R. 5155. I think that's what it is, John. This is uh, where all this stuff comes together. Uh, i got to research it, but I think that's what this is about. There
9: have been improvements in transportation security. Ooh. But technology still lags in screening passengers for weapons concealed in their bodies. Which means in your butthole. And for detecting explosives contained in bags. He just admitted it doesn't work. (laughs) Apparently. Doesn't work. They run the bags through the
2: real x-ray machines and they can't find the explosion. They got all those little swab deals. They can't find the explosives. Doesn't work. So even that doesn't work. Doesn't work. Well, actually, coming back from New York, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm
1: with your Semtex.
2: We're packing, and I and I said, uh, well, you know, we we bought it because I didn't want to bring a tube of toothpaste, so I bought a tube of toothpaste in New York, a big giant tube. And I said, uh, and Mimi had a, some honey that she bought for some tea that we're making. Oh. And I said, I just pack it, just pack the honey, and let me—I'll put the toothpaste in the bag, big old giant toothpaste. Let him take it away. And right? my daughter goes, "Oh no, you shouldn't do that. This is not right." Oh, she's a good slave. And, well, unfortunately, in some ways. <laughs> and so uh, until she got. Yeah, felt, felt up, up, right. Yes. Yeah, Say now she's maybe, she maybe changed her attitude. But anyway, so I, I, I didn't even, I forgot, actually. I was going to pull out the plastic bag and put it on the on the rolling thing. Because you're supposed to pull out the plastic bag of, of yeah. toiletries. Yes. I forgot. I just left it in there with the big, boom, shh, right through. Of course. Yeah, it
9: doesn't, it yeah. can't,
2: you know. Oh. They, if it was it, a bottle of water, they would
9: have Oh, a Dangerous H2O. <sighs> GAO continues to find holes. Oh. Virtually every single security layer that we establish. Mm. Border security remains a top national security priority, as terrorists continue to exploit our border vulnerabilities to gain entry into the United States. Really? Now, how does he know that?
1: If terrorists have continued to exploit our holes and gaps in borders, where are are they living here? How do you know they're here, Keen? That's that's bull crap right there.
9: It's total bull crap. Several attempted attacks over the past two years were perpetrated by terrorists terrorist. who could have been detected
1: terrorist.
9: by the U.S. immigration system. We require a more streamlined terrorist watchlisting capability mm, more watch list. and better sharing of information between intelligence agencies and immigration authorities. One area of progress is the deployment of the biometric entry system known as U.S. VISIT.
1: Yes, that's progress. Biometrics is progress.
9: We still lack, however, any comprehensive exit system. We don't know, in other words, when people leave the country. The commission recommends that the government standardize secure identification and the federal government should set standards for the issuance of birth certificates and driver's licenses. (laughs) The Real ID Act established these standards by statute. Statute. About one third of the states have complied with this first tier benchmark. More to come. The deadlines for compliance have been pushed back now twice. We gotta stop that shit! And compliance creates real vulnerability and makes us less safe. We would ask that no further delays should be authorized. No further delays shall be authorized. Uh, hey, Keen,
1: Keen, over here, look, looky here. <laughs> Woohoo! Shoe <laughs> in your face, mofo! A <clears throat> now that
2: was juvenile
1: Yeah I'm sorry But he's a douchebag. No further delays
2: uh, No further delays Alright so I think you got your, your clip out of the way We have to lock I them hope. down No further delays Well, So you spent two and a half hours And that's the best you could come up with from that crumb
1: Yeah but this is what it's about No further delays <laughs> No further delays In locking them down What has to happen man
2: all right, so I got some better, I got better <coughs> material well, I mean,
1: yeah, I, sorry, I give you real information. You've got comedy. Roll it out. No, wait, the
2: point is this guy's a, he, he's just what he is. The guy's, he's a clown. Why is he even, ta- why are they listening? Why <laughs> do they, these guys are falling asleep listening to this joke. Why is he even speaking? What? What is it, what, what consulting group is he with? I mean, what does he got to do with anything? Who is he? What, what makes him an expert? I am your overlord. That's a jerk. Actually, that clip now, I would think about it, really annoyed me. Brilliant real idea. <laughs> that's That's. A, that's, that, what, that's not, that, yeah, what was that? That's it hurts, it from it hurts my,
1: Hold on. It hurts to do it. Let me try it. Oh, It hurts to do it. I'm your father, Luke. That's my Darth Vader.
2: Yeah, well, it was a little better before. And then you actually, when you were really garbling it, it sounds like yeah. some other Star Trek character. Long, but anyway. Long Dong Silver. The guys, I. Uh, yeah. I got it. here's a light piece of light material. Oh nice. Barbara Eden got tried the, the famous actress who did I Dream of She She's very cute when she was younger, and apparently John Kennedy tried to pick her up. And here's this here's the story on the Joy Behar show.
4: I'm back with the lovely and talented
1: Barbara Eden. Barbara, so tell me so Whenever you say that that means old. Whenever yeah, someone exactly, says the, lovely, very, the lovely and talented means you're old and you're wrinkled.
4: I'm back with the lovely and talented Barbara Eden. Barbara, so tell me, so so we we left with JFK, yes. The the Pierre Salinger. What did he say? Bring us back again. you were at JFK oh, oh, Airport. Pierre Salinger, which said, was called Idlewild in those days. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And and you must understand, I was in a rented mink coat down to my ankles because they, 20th Century Fox put us all in a mink coat. It was winter. Yeah. Um, but uh, Pierre Salinger said, "I want you to meet the next president of the United States." <laughs> and uh, I said, "Hello," and he said, "Hello," and that was it. That was it. He left, and then as I got on the plane, I put my hand in my pocket of this rented mink coat, yeah, yeah. and there was a little piece of paper with uh, a phone number. Oh, Please. <laughs> JFK. <laughs> but he didn't know. I didn't know who JFK was. <laughs> 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 i honestly i hadn't a clue i wish i had that piece of paper today wow (laughs) you bet oh so if you but if you had known who he was would you have called him well i wasn't married you weren't married no i don't think he was at that point either
2: i don't know
4: what year was this
2: oh (laughs) (laughs) actually i think he was married at the time but the point is is the uh Apparently Kennedy was a, uh, I guess had gypsy blood in him. He could slip the note into a pocket unbeknownst to the person wearing the
1: jacket. Well, let me tell you something.
2: This is of For- course just to promote the JFK special on. Of uh,
1: course, uh, on the was it History Channel? No, they changed channels.
2: No, it's it's a, some drama. It's got.
1: The yeah, Katie I, know, I know, I know, I know. It, it got uh, can it got drawn away from History Channel. They didn't want to run it. It's like a huge scam. It's all promotion. So first of all, let me say Barbara Eden back in the day.
2: No. That's one mother I'd like to. Find. She was pre now, she wasn't a mother. She no. was like young. She was 17 or 18 at the time of this. I story. think
1: I self radicalized watching her. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, I think a lot
2: of people self radicalized over her. <laughs>
1: but the best thing, Hee-hee! That's my new one.
2: Yeah. It used she, to be is the worst. <laughs> you know, I but the you know, you thing is. Now. When you watch the show you you know you're going to get material but you know it's always ugh. okay so I got a, I have a long I got let me just say what I have here and so we can decide wait, where Wait 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 one
1: to. second one second. <laughs> okay
6: I'm done. <laughs> Why
2: well, are you going to use that for the beginning
1: of the show? No no I just I just wanted to practice.
2: So I'm watching O'Reilly and there's this the guy from the New York Times I have his name is uh I just thought tell me if you don't don't find this to be cr- quite hilarious this clip this is nicholas Kristoff in new york uh, oh
1: he's the guy that uh, inspired george clooney to go uh, spy on uh, sudan with satellites from google
2: well he's got this he's got this funny attitude about the humanitarianism of it all he's a spook
1: he's a total spook
2: it it wouldn't surprise me but the point but but i get more of the kick out of his if you play this clip, I'll, I'll analyze the, what I think is funny about it uh, when, we, when it gets to the end.
6: in But in Rwanda, the U.N. was there and they didn't, yeah. they didn't do the job. Well, I mean, lots of people were there. The French were there and the French evacuated all their embassy staff and evacuated the embassy dog and left behind their Rwandan staff to be killed. Right. And, and so Americans are going, is that our fault? I mean, are we yeah. supposed to be, uh, you know, if the French yeah. won't do it, the U.N. won't do it, we have to do it? Well, I mean, I guess from my point of view, I'd say that if nobody else is willing to do it... and we have nobody else is willing to do it. Yeah, precisely. So if nobody else is willing to do it... We have then, to do then, it. Then, you know, if the choice is either we do it or 700,000 people are slaughtered, as in Rwanda, and if we can do it in a way that doesn't require a lot of time, doesn't require vast costs. Ah! then, you know, i think right. say... We, that's but doing. that's still wrong. Because that's what the, the memo said. You know,
2: we, it's a humanitarian thing. If it's not too much effort... <laughs> it doesn't take it too much time. Look, if it doesn't put me out, I'll take you to the airport. <laughs> but, you know, out of my I know way. I've known you for 50 years, but screw you if it's going to interfere with <laughs> my, my time with my kids. You can get a ride... The, you can get another ride to the airport... You're not that good
1: of a friend. Yeah. Now, this guy's a spokeshole for the Ministry of Truth.
2: I mean, give me a break. But this this humanitarian, humanitarian, as long as it's convenient. Yeah. It's just like, wow, this is yeah. your New York Times liberal.
1: Yeah, no, he's the guy that uh, George Clooney uh, shared a room with him in the Sudan.
2: Okay, well, then he's yeah definitely probably, or more than likely, a spook.
1: Yeah, well, of course. Duh. Yeah. Duh.
2: Winning. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Charlie Sheen's trying to get that
1: copyrighted. I know, I know. (laughs) Well, we got to call that out. If you
2: see
8: something, say something.
1: Hey, stop trying to copyright that, Sheen. We got our eye on you. That self-radicalization you're doing is not good. Uh, Hey, hey, big news from Get One Nation East, John. Uh, How many times have we warned everybody about the Shantix? Oh, lots. Yeah. He dedicated a show to it. Yeah. Father murdered family Ugh. was quitting smoking and on medication that caused depression. Murdered. Oh, they didn't
2: say the medication, did they?
1: Yeah, they did. It's called did- Shampix in uh, Gitmo Nation East. Yeah. Oh, they no. actually
2: named it? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Shampix. Shampix is what it's called in uh, Gitmo Nation East. Yeah, he murdered his, his wife, his two kids. The hearing was told on July 10th, Mr. Case had been prescribed Shampix tablets to be taken twice a day. He was then dispensed a further number of tablets by a chemist on July 23rd, the day they returned from holiday. Horrible. Horrible. This stuff makes you crazy, people. Don't take it. Just smoke. It's better to smoke than this, I think. We
2: got a couple of emails over the last month, so I used it and it worked for me. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I'm Great. sure. I'm sure. Tons Usually, of the, probably, if you, you know, it also works. Willpower. Yeah. General practice. What, what drug did you take to stop smoking?
1: Well, I started again, actually. What? Yeah.
2: You and and what about Mickey? She yeah, <laughs> right
1: back there. Now we're going to quit again. It's horrible. It was after the depression I had. I had the depression thing about the whole Constitution. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Huh yeah no i just smoked a cigarette and like oh we can have one more dinner and then it's like boom we're smoking so i gotta stop again
2: (laughs) well that's terrible because it's miserable to go through the stopping process
1: i'm surprised well it's a drug it's worse than heroin
2: yeah i guess so
1: it's hard it's very very hard and i feel like a horrible douchebag i'm not gonna lie to you though i'm not gonna lie to you okay
2: well you'll you'll be able to you stopped it before
1: at least i didn't start drinking
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking forward to that (laughs) Uh, this hey John. I can't
1: to uh, start the show today. I'm hey, hitting the wrong clips. <laughs> I'm self-radicalizing. Uh, Gitmo Nation, Leprechaun, the health service executive, I guess that's their version of the uh, health services, will remove all stocks of the swine flu vaccine Sorry, from uh, families, family doctors, GPs, General Practitioner Surgeries, that's uh, English for uh, your family doctor shelf. The vaccine has been linked to the disabling sleep disorder narcolepsy. No. Yeah, that was
2: reported in Canada. We, we talked about that on the show. No, but it,
1: no, it was reported in Finland. That's where it started, Finland. Oh, it's
2: Finland, right. That's where yeah. we, but we, we talked about
1: it when it first showed up. Yeah,
0: and it was like, oh, crazy. You guys are crazy. Oh,
1: crazy. <laughs> There's only
2: one guy who keeps writing in with that voice. Imagine you just block him?
1: Who? who? Uh, the no. guy who right, keeps writing <laughs> in saying we're crazy. That one guy? Mm. The one okay. guy. That one guy? <laughs> who does like
0: this? Who no, does like this, man?
1: Yeah. Uh, retired Air Force uh, major predicting UFO sightings at the royal wedding of... Uh, By the way, I'm going to stop you.
2: Did this narcolepsy thing is non-trivial...
1: No, it's, the, a, it's, a hor- it's a horrible why disease. Why is
2: this not front-page news in every newspaper in the country?
1: Because we have UFOs showing second- up at the royal wedding. What are you talking about? Oh, okay, What's more important? More, uh, well, you got it. Are you go, nuts? Go, go. Are, are, you, are you crazy? Actually, I want to know more. I have, <laughs> I have some predictive programming. Would you like to hear some of that? Yeah. So um, this is from... Um, let me just grab it here for a second. From the movie No Escape... Uh, This starred Ray Liotta. And uh, this is from uh, late 90s, this movie. Ray looked pretty good even then. And uh, listen to what they were saying uh, about Libya. Oops, 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 oops. I screwed that up. Sorry.
0: 2011 Benghazi, Libya. You marched directly up to your commanding officer, put a gun to his head, and blew his brains out.
1: Okay, so... 2011 Libya, Benghazi, the boots on the ground. This guy shoots his uh, commanding officer. And uh, now he's going to explain why to his dying uh, general who, uh, uh, who he goes to confess to.
5: I was the leader of a helicopter assault on a village. It was supposed to be the source of bioweapons fire. I should have known better. I had a lot of combat time, so I should have known. It was too easy. There's no radar, no air defense. I kept telling him, but he ordered us in anyway. you got to help me. I always followed orders. We vaporized the place.
1: So, if we follow the logic of our predictive programming, what we will see is we will see a bioweapons uh, place being obliterated because apparently that's going to be there, but it isn't in Libya when we get the boots on the ground.
2: Interesting. Where did you dig this one up?
1: Uh, it's in the movie No Escape. Ray Liana. Mo- no es- this was in 99? 94. 94. 94.
2: Again, let me ask again one more time. Where did you dig this one up?
1: One of our producers sent it to me.
2: Aha. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. What does, that, what does that mean?
2: Why didn't I get a copy of this? Did I, was I CC'd on this memo? You don't...
1: No. No. Oh, uh,
2: okay. Well,
1: I mean, you know what? I, I don't even want to tell you why, actually. Oh, he hates me. No, no one hates you, but they're a little worried about, you know, you. you kind of... Sometimes you let names slip out. It's not all your fault. I'm not saying. Oh, that. it's
2: a guy who has to be anonymous because he sent us an old clip No, of, he, of a movie. he
1: sends me other stuff. Also, I have. Oh, I
2: have, one of your buddies in the uh, agency. Also,
1: also, I have PGP encrypted email and my gotcha. server's in got, my okay. house. I mean, all right, that's it's, fine. It's not personal as, well, as what I'm saying. Has, if
2: anybody has, really has secure correspondence that they need to take care of with us, Send it through Adam. He's got a PGP deal. He's got a secure deal. You don't know where it came from, where it was, where I'm it's going. I'm self
1: radicalizing, baby. He's
2: self radicalizing in the corner. <laughs> and uh, the, so, yeah, okay, uh, fine. I accept that.
1: But it's, so don't take it personally. No. Okay. Good.
2: That's a good, great find. It's an it's excellent find. Yeah, that's another point. But I'm not giving you his credit for that one. Uh,
1: I have credit for playing it, for lining it up, for pressing the button.
2: Uh, no. Yeah, no okay, yeah, you get two yeah, points. Yeah. So, uh, good. Hey, by the way, I want to mention something that we keep forgetting to do, which is thanking our artists.
1: Wow. You know, it's funny, because I was looking back. Uh, I was looking at No Agenda Art, uh, no agenda art generator dot info, um and it's just so beautiful. We we typically have four to six pieces to choose from for every episode, And someone should do something with that. I mean, I know that a couple people have, but we need that needs to be showcased more because it's so incredibly beautiful the work that is done. And uh, it's it's hard as an artist, you know, you you create something and then you don't get chosen. Uh, Although we often go back into the archives and pull something out that we keep as an evergreen. Uh, but yeah it's I believe and we actually have proven that it is a fundamental part of our show and you're right uh, the artists don't get they always get a credit the artist uh, in question yeah, gets credit but
2: you know they don't get credit as a group and I and I was in New York I was trying to get together with Nick the Rat who's oh, in New really? York and I'm yeah. going to have to apologize for not doing it so I have to so I'm going to make a special trip to New York and go get cuz he's got some art for me oh. and I'm an art junkie and so I, I'm going to probably go and just hang out with him for a while but uh, you know, the, uh, but I feel bad about the fact that last week we got nobody <laughs> – just one of those cycles. It's a random number theory again. But we got pretty much no art as opposed to our normal – we usually sometimes get five and six pieces that we get to pick from. And it's interesting this I mean it makes the art – because we use our cover, our, you know, our cover art. is, is very, uh, It's very integral to our show and people comment on it constantly because it's high level
1: extremely high level sometimes high conceptual level it's, it's always beautiful it always is it's, it's phenomenal stuff yeah so, now you, yeah. you you probably have a clip to end with so I just want to hit two categories that we cannot miss today uh, I just want to say that as predicted now scientists are starting to debate geoengineering and uh, links in the uh, in the show notes as always at Barack Obama uh, 2011.com uh, scientists debate risks of sun blocking, other climate tweaks to fight warming. So this is how the the persistent jet contrails will be brought into our existence. You can just wait for it. It may not be this year. It may be next year. But I guarantee you, they're now they're they're gearing up to to say, you know, we've been kind of experimenting with this stuff, and hey, it's really good. It'll save you whatever. And uh, I want you to take a look at those links in the show notes. Also, this was rather disturbing. Uh, Jerry Brown. Who was uh, our governor here in Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California, yay. Had a meeting with that Decani Hedegaard, the EU Commissioner for Climate, and they're gonna harmonize the carbon markets between Europe and California. <laughs> This is yeah, not a
2: good development. We have, yeah, because California is in such great financial condition that we can start throwing money away to scams, essentially. International scams.
1: This is interesting. Carbon, ta- carbon taxes. The AIR will now draft a detailed order outlining their case that the proposed regulations will allow the state's highest polluting industries to continue or even increase pollution. You know what AIR stands for? <clears throat> what? What? Association of irritated residents. Kind of interesting. Really? Yeah. Huh. Anyway, so it's going to harmonize. No, oh, jeez. Well, we'll oh, see. Geez. We'll
2: it, see it, what really happens. You never know what Browns. Up
1: meanwhile, to. it's raining. It's cold.
2: Yeah. Well, it finally stopped raining here after the storms we had. Hail and it was miserable. Blew off a bunch of shingles off my roof. <clears throat> I got to have a new roof done. And yeah, my shingles blowing off my roof. Yeah, it was really? bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't really have. I have one clip that needs a lot of discussion. We can run it on
1: Sunday. No, let's which is run like, it down, man. Let's wind it up. Let's do some discussion. I, I'm ready to go. I got. Tell me, you know, this, you know, Al Al Walkie. Wait a minute. Buddy. This is the guy uh, who s- spoke at the brunch at the Pentagon. Yeah, that guy. Yeah.
2: The guy who's caused all this problem. Apparently, I think there's a little beef going on between different agencies because when you listen to this backgrounder on the guy, which I picked off of one of the one of the news channels, uh, you he, you can tell that he's obviously been working for the from the for the, for an agency of some sort. Duh. And- because he was arrested in 2002 and kept for a few hours, and he had a secondary warrant, and apparently an FBI agent, whose remains unnamed, came in and says, hey, uh, you can
1: let the guy go, the warrant's been pulled. Wait a minute wait, then- a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, stop for a second. So Anwar al alaki the self-radicalized, homegrown terrorist, Al-Qaeda, Inc. In this- Yemen. Who, in Yemen, who originally spoke at a Pentagon brunch after 9-11, was then arrested in 2002, and let go. So we had two opportunities to have the number one terrorist in the world. Squirrel!
2: Yeah, he's, he's number one. He's number one on the hit list. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he was, I think he was arrested for trying to pick up hookers, which shows <laughs> that... He,
1: which shows he's a good
2: Muslim. Is a good Muslim. So, uh, but, but if you listen to this, you can just see that the whole thing is just, I mean, it, I think that there's something going on where there's a debate going on between different aspects of the intelligence community. One wants, is pissed about the other one's letting this guy go, and the other one's trying to run a game and they want to keep it going and these other guys are trying to bust them. I don't know. I have no idea. But if you listen to this, it's got spook city written all over it.
6: New questions tonight about why the feds released a radical American cleric with links to recent terror plots against the U.S. and ties to at least two of the 9-11 hijackers. Investigators have connected Anwar al Alaki to the attempted Christmas Day underwear bombing, the Fort Hood massacre, and the botched Times Square bombing. As Fox News has reported, the feds had al in custody back in 2002 and had a warrant for his arrest, but they ended up letting him go. National correspondent Catherine Herridge now live in our D.C. newsroom. Catherine, the reporting you've done with our specials unit came up at a hearing on Capitol Hill today, right?
7: Well, that's right, John. Uh, we've gathered strong evidence suggesting this warrant for Alaki's arrest in 2002 on passport fraud, and the decision to pull it on the same day the cleric re-entered the U.S. was never provided to the 9/11 Commission. And that's important because the Commission was entertaining the idea that Alaki may have been part of a pre-9/11 support cell.
1: Well, last <laughs> Wait a minute. Support is that like a group that gets together? Like yeah. how you, how you, hey man! I, I'm not talking about books. I'm not feeling the terrorism today. No, you know, <laughs> Hey, so, my name's Anwar Alalaki. Hi, Al.
2: <laughs> my name is Al. Al. So- Hi, Al. So they have a uh, so they have a now they should they clip to a little piece of C-SPAN footage where they they're talking to the head of the FBI, what's his name, who uh, has got nothing really important to say, but they throw it in there. It's kind of interesting.
6: You're concerning a Fox News report about the bureau's October 2002 decision to release Anwar Alawi from custody upon his return to the U.S. despite an outstanding warrant for his arrest. At that time, if this was not provided to the 9/11 Commission, it was certainly not by intent. It may well have been not in a file, one of the files that we provided to the 9/11 Commission.
7: The official position of the Justice Department is that it was a series of coincidences that allowed Olaki to slip through the net, adding that there was not enough evidence to keep the warrant active for his arrest, though that position is disputed by current and former investigators familiar with the case, John.
6: So, you know, a lot of people probably don't realize the guy that U.S. officials now say is terrorist number one was actually in U.S. custody back in 2002.
7: Well, that's correct. The first American on the CIA's killer capture list was held in federal custody.
1: Wait a minute. Kill or capture list? Is this published? Apparently, the CIA
2: has a kill or capture list. Hold
1: on a second. Let me take a look at the CIA kill or capture. I got to Google this. If they have an actual website that is CIA.gov slash kill or capture, (laughs) I'm... I mean how do how do these guys, how, how do these uh, news people know this that he's on the is, I know is, was and why there a don't press they say that,
2: that nobody says this is kind of odd that they would know this or that it exists I mean where when did the see what what happened to us when the CIA became kind of like a public institution it used to be a secret agency wasn't it
1: hold on a second I, i'm looking here let me see cia it's, youtube oh this is interesting <laughs> their site changed let me see kill or capture. I'm just going to Google it. Right, just search on their site. Kill or capture. Let's see if uh, waiting, waiting, waiting. Oh, it's got a search. Well, it. they're waiting while
2: you're. They're getting your IP oh, address. Check,
1: error. A server error has occurred. Check server response oh, yeah. code in details. That's, yeah, a uh, server
2: error. Somebody's <laughs>
1: listening to the show. Turn
2: off the. Cut that. Cut that thing out there now. Cut it. Got to pull the plug. Just pull
1: the plug. <laughs> let we try again? That's hilarious. <laughs> On their site itself, I get a a five hundred server <laughs> response that code. That's no, because they got their techno experts on the case. <laughs> they just want me to click on the kids page. That's all they want me to do. They, which they have. They have a kids page. But I don't understand. How, where's the? It's still waiting. This. How hard is this search? Kill or capture? How hard can this be? There's a list apparently. It's, there's at, a bunch of horns honking right now in
2: Langley. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who looks up killer capture on the site.
1: (laughs) Is that wrong? Is that wrong of me to do?
2: Well, it's too late
1: now. But it's just sitting there. It's not doing anything. Let me go back home. All right. Let me see. CIA open initiative, careers, offices, news information. Uh, I mean, human resources. I mean, where would I find this? CIA and the war on terrorism. Maybe that's where it is. Let's see. There's no kill and capture list. This is well, bogus. If you, if you type in CIA
2: kill or capture, you, you don't get Google, any Yeah. In Google, you get a shitload of stuff.
1: Yeah, but not from the CIA.
2: No, but somebody they must have a press office that I don't know.
1: I have no idea. Yeah, but that's that's ridiculous.
2: You think the media just made it up?
1: Apparently. I mean, it, I think that they should have, uh, a, a, I mean, we have the top ten most wanted. Why, if, if we're doing it, if we're, if we're uh, allowing, uh, look, Anwar al-Awlaki, I don't know the guy, but he's an American citizen. He can be killed by uh, the CIA because they have a killer capture list and he's on it. So you can kill American citizens. I'd like to know if I'm on the list. Well, you're going to be if you keep this up. Let's listen to the rest of your clip.
7: For nearly three hours on October 10, 2002, and was released, only after an FBI agent told customs officers that an arrest warrant for passport fraud had been pulled back, Fox's reporting has shown that the timeline does not add up and that the warrant was still active when Alaki was allowed to walk away. This mugshot of the cleric was taken after he was busted for soliciting a prostitute in San Diego. <laughs> now, after his release by customs in 2002, Alaki then showed up at the home of Ali Al Tamimi, who was at the time...
1: Oh, Ali Tamimi was also now, in the wait, support if you, group. If you back
2: it up a little bit, you realize, <clears throat> I mean, by the theory that uh, Awaki, al whatever, you know, Al, was, uh, was working for somebody, he had to go to this meeting because that guy was targeted.
1: <laughs> Let's listen
7: again. ...prostitute in San Diego. Now, after his release by customs in 2002, Awaki then showed up at the home of Ali Al-Tamimi, who was at the time the focus of... Were they major-
2: following him? Well, he's on the. On <laughs> Were they, wait, they let him go because the warrant was passed. It was the guy's good to go. He tried to get a prostitute. Nothing came of it. And then he went to a meeting with this guy. Were they following him? Well, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. But they don't indicate any of this in this news report he was obviously being followed it was part of a scheme.
1: Well, we We got to get on the press release uh, list for the, for the CIA because these guys get better stuff than we do uh, i want I want to have the kill and capture list
7: FBI counterterrorism investigation involving the same FBI agent. Uh-huh. there has been no public explanation for what happened, and as Congressman Wolf wrote to the FBI Justice Department, think how history would be different for the Fort Hood families if a Lockie had been held and prosecuted nine years ago.
1: yeah, uh, it would have been so different. Where's Osama bin Laden? Send Pierce Morgan to Afghanistan to go find Osama bin Laden. Yeah, well, the whole thing's a scam. Yeah. Oh, so we're just totally. being scammed as yeah. the
2: public is being Ooh. scammed left yeah. and right. The media is giving us crappy reports and is making it everything mysterious. And yeah, here we are, and here we are, just the two of us and our audience uh, going, "Wow,
1: wow, <laughs> going, wow." <laughs> well, at least <laughs> going, at least huh? we're informed. Hey, by the way, um, <laughs> Leon Panetta. Uh. It will apparently be the new defense secretary.
2: Oh, he came out of the CIA. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the new routing because Gates
1: exactly. was the CIA. Exactly. That is. So they the got a
2: new. So okay. So we're going to see. Uh, right now, we've got uh, uh, Eric Schmidt. Yep. Who uh, I chatted with, who will be in the I guess go into commerce or one of these other <laughs> parts. He'll be routed. two two or three things end up at the CIA then he'll eventually be so in other words the end game is to become the head of the defense department
1: he'll be running the military Eric Schmidt who hates you by the way (laughs) who thinks you're you're an idiot All right, everybody, you are once again informed. Thank you very much for your support of this program. We highly appreciate it. Mr. Oil's Crude Oil Show is coming right up on the stream, stream noagendastream.com, coming to you from Gitmo Nation West, where we're harmonizing with the United States of Europe climate disruption ruling. Hey, in the morning, I'm Adam Curry.
2: And from northern Silicon Valley, where it's actually quite nice today. Even though it's supposed to rain, it's not. It's sunny, as a
1: matter of fact. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back with you Sunday morning for the early morning service. Please join us then. Right here, on No Agenda. I'll get you one day gadget.
5: Dvorak.org slash N.A.